0: Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode um, 3 of Articles of Vaisnavatsaryas. We are actually continuing from the <clears throat> part 1 of the same article. The article is uh, The Mission of Gaudiya Math. Uh, we have only finished one part of it, so we will be doing the other part. So today is actually supposed to be a Bhagavad Gita class, but we are continuing um, from that article of uh, Srila Saraswati Thakur, which was unfinished on Monday. <clears throat> so, we'll say our Mangalacharan prayers and uh, continue with that reading of that article. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Jnana Timiranthas Jnana Shalakaya, Chakshuran Militam Yena Tasma Shri Gurave namha, Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahem Dadatis Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Kamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahaganaragunathan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam श्री राधा कृष्ण पादान सहगण ललिता श्री विशाखांमितांस च हे कृष्ण करुणा संधो दीन बन्धो जगतपते गोपेश गोपिका कांत राधा कांत नमोस्तुते तप्त काञ्चन राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानु सुते देवी प्रनामामि हरि प्रिय वांछा कल्पतरुभ्यस्या कृपा सिंधुभ्ये वच्चा पतितानाम् पावने भयो विष्णुवेभयो नमो नमः नमः ओम विष्णु पादाया कृष्ण प्रेष्ठाय भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदांतस्वामिनित्यनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवानि प्रचारिनः Nevisha soon, Yavadi, Paschatya name Jesri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhunityan, and the Advaita Gadadharam, Sri Vasa, Gaura Bhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare, Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Hare, Hare. So We're continuing on with the article of of, uh, Bhaktasiddhan Saraswati Thakur on the mission of Gaudiya Math. So today is not going to be our regular Bhagavad Gita class. So because we have uh, left this article unfinished, so we'll continue from where we left off. All right, so <clears throat> we have stopped at this point. Um, so uh, just um, to recap, not everything, just the um, real essence of this article or this um, this lecture on this article. Although this the title is uh, Gaudiamat, its uh, mission and activities. That's the original title of the article. It's, um, as I've already told in the, uh, I've already said in the first um, episode, in mean, second episode, or the first part of this um, essay, uh, that this is, uh, the nomenclature doesn't really matter, the nomenclature of the institution, the order of the spiritual master is the active principle, and although this is the mission of Gaudiumat, actually, later on when after the disappearance of Srila Bhaktasiddhan Saraswati um, Thakur, it uh, became a little bit um, corrupted. And Srila Prabhupada started ISKCON. Now ISKCON became a little bit corrupted. Quite a a bit corrupted. And therefore now we have ISKM. Now, although we are not Gaudiya Math, but we are studying this article because it's actually the Gaudiya mission. The mission of the Gaudiya Sampradaya now the societies which may be the instruments in executing such orders or such instructions or such um vision may sometimes go you know uh, what is that krishna himself said Sakale mahata yogo parantapa. so systems like this i mean sometimes the institutions may fall short of the real uh, standards but by carrying on the instructions or the order of the spiritual master one can revive the mission to its original state and therefore this is actually the mission the gaudiya mission not just the mission of the gaudiya mat or it's not institution based it's not restricted to an institution it's actually it's the instruction of the acharya okay so we have stopped at here uh, that Gaudiya Math's mission is not to provide some bodily comfort or some mental comfort um, which will be nothing but service to Akshaja or this material world Adhokshaja is what we are after uh, and that one thing may actually cause all disharmony between the Gaudiya Math or the Gaudiya mission and the world our Krishna consciousness movement um, may strike a disharmony with uh, the world when it only says Adhokshaja Seva because they are um, hell bent on Aksha Seva. So, but we will not compromise our message. Yeah? So, now let's continue from where we left off. The majority of the people of the world, although they profess to be positivists, fail to see, although it must be quite patent the greatest of all the phenomena. Now, this sentence in itself does not um, convey the full meaning because only when you read the full, uh, full um, paragraph then we will get the idea of what he's talking about. So let's read the whole paragraph and we'll try to explain. The majority of the people of the world, although they profess to be positivists, fail to see, although it must be quite patent, the greatest of all the phenomena. They at any rate forget it in practice even when they appear to know. The greatest of the positivists like Charvak, although he could not but have observed this greatest of all the phenomena, failed to take notice of it. That great phenomenon is generally known by the name of death. So he's talking about death. And positivists means those who speak so-called positivity in this world. You know, motivational speakers, they speak about oh you know it's a positive message what is the positive they are um they're positive about being hopeful of happiness in this material world and any message that furthers that idea they are referred to here as positivists basically they are hedonists those who have see um what is that optimists they're optimists in this material world. They are optimistic about the material world. So, they are referred to here as positive, whereas the devotees and even the jnanis, they are pessimistic about the material world. Um, The devotees basically are neither um, optimistic nor pessimistic. They just are concerned with their service. But in the beginning stages of devotion, um, when we are trying to dissociate ourselves, disassociate ourselves with matter. The instructions on renunciation always um, portray the material world as a very pessimistic, in, in a very pessimistic sense. Um, that because it doesn't give anything, I mean, worthwhile, right? So everything in this material world is, you know, will come to an end. So, what is the use of endeavoring for anything in this material world? So, anyway, these positivists, the majority of the people of the world, although they profess to be positivists, fail to see, although it must be quite patent. Patent means obvious. Uh, Although it must be quite obvious, the greatest of all phenomena. In Sanskrit, this is called They, at any rate, forget it in practice even when they appear to know. See, this greatest of all phenomena is death. Oh, that is the most powerful thing in this world. Oh. Now Shrimad Bhagavatam. Um 214, I think. Deha Pataka Latradishu Atma Sainyeshma Atma Sainyesh Persons devoid of Atmatattva do not inquire into the problems of life, being too attached to the fallible soldiers like the body, children, and wife. Although sufficiently experienced, they still do not see their inevitable destruction. This is called Pashyanapinapashyati. Or, like Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur explained here, they fail to see, although it must be quite patent. And they forget it in practice even when they appear to know. So, this is Pashenna Pashenna. the greatest of the positivists like Charvak Muni. So, Charvak Muni was the classic hedonist. His philosophy was
1: <coughs> <coughs>
0: by begging, borrowing, or stealing, somehow or other, get some money and get some ghee. Purchase ghee with that. Because ghee is very important. Huh? You eat ghee and enjoy life. Beg, borrow, or steal. Whichever means you can get your hand hands on some ghee, get it. And cook nice food stuff and eat nicely and enjoy life. Now you may you may be thinking, hey, if I beg, borrow, or steal, you know, I have to take karma. I have to pay for it. No, 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 no such thing. You no, there's no afterlife, nothing at the end every everybody is going to become ash ashes after that there is nothing no reincarnation nothing so it's okay so don't need to worry about any future consequences nothing will happen You just whichever means no morals nothing just enjoyment is the highest moral that was charvak money now in regards to this i want to actually share something so recently uh I've come across some people on the internet who profess themselves to be Hindu atheists, and they quote Charvak Muni. You see, our Hinduism is so open, so open that there is no boundaries. You can be an atheist and still be Hindu. See, Charvak Muni is a Muni. He's a great sage in Hinduism, and I am also atheist. He is also a atheist, and still he is accepted as Hindu. Just because Charvak Muni's name is mentioned in some shastra, does not mean that he is one of the great sages who are who supposed to be respected, and he is part of religion. No, 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 He is quoted here to show the foolishness of that class of people. He's not Charvak Muni is not going to get any uh, benefit like. Um, the Vaishnavas, they go to Vaikuntha the Charvakmuni is not going there. But somehow or other, uh, Vaishnava acharyas like Srila Prabhupada and uh, saraswati Thakur, they have <laughs> mentioned his name. So somehow or other, he will get some benefits somewhere. Yeah? But otherwise, they are not going to get anything. It's not that, oh, everybody is okay. You can be this, you can be that, you can be anything and you are still a Hindu. That's why our religion is very all-encompassing. Now it is all encompassing, but we have to be an astic, not an hmm. All encompassing means this: it's not that oh, you are worshiping Durga, okay. You can worship Durga, you are worshiping Vishnu, okay, you can worship Vishnu, you are worshiping Shiva, okay. We are worshipping Shiva. Ganesh, okay, Ganesh. Kartika okay, kartika, okay, ghost okay, ghost tantric, okay. Fine. Huh? Uh, you want to just do karma just do your work and work is worship, okay? That is also fine. This is called Yatama philosophy now. These things are there, but So there are different destinations for each of these different classes of worshippers. The demigod worshippers, they go to demigods. Ghostly worshippers, go to ghosts. Um, forefather worshippers, go to forefather planets. And Krishna's worshippers go to Krishna-loka. So this is difference in destination. Now, those people who are demigod worshippers, they are on the lower rung. Now, once they go to demigod worship, I mean demigod planets, they may associate with devotees and eventually go back to godhead. Or if they are not so fortunate, then they may come back again here and take birth again, some aristocratic family, some devotee family like this, and continue from where they left off, something like this. Or in some pious family, Suchinam, Srimatam, Geha. They won't take really birth in devotees' family, uh, unless one is a devotee in the past life. But anyway, um, they everybody is all-encompassing means, yes. Even if you're a meat-eater, OK, you are you know, accepted in the fold of uh, Sanatana Dharma, but you start with maybe you know that. Um, Offering go to Kali once in a month, a and all that. And then eventually you have to rise up and rise up and rise up and ultimately come to the Vaishnava platform. If, if one doesn't rise himself up or you know elevate himself, then that is not not that everybody can do whatever they like and they are still Hindu. We're under one umbrella. No, 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 no. no. There is a whole you know aim that is to become servant of Krishna, which we already are, we just forgotten. Now the remembrance of that will take time. So to somehow or other engage everyone in obedience to Vishnu. Uh, these kinds of karma kanda section is there, dhyana kanda section is there, so that at least even if you want to do something, you know, for your own material happiness, do it within the confines of Vedic instructions which are given by Krishna. So in that way, at least somewhere obedient, you are obedient to Krishna, and that obedience is what will actually elevate you, not the real. Uh, heavenly planets, um, yoga, which is going take you to, he- which will take you to heavenly planets. That is not real elevation. Elevation is because of some obedience to Vishnu, and eventually it will blossom into complete obedience to Vishnu, which is Vaishnava. Uh, that's the whole point of it. Oh. So Charvak Muni is not an um, example of. Oh, atheism is also accepted within the Hindu fold. So I am a Hindu atheist. <laughs> That is wrong on un- understanding. Anyway, so the greatest of the positivists, like Charvak, although he could not but have observed this greatest of all the phenomena, failed to take notice of it. So he observed, of course, he saw people dying, but he still did not take it seriously. That great phenomena is generally known, phenomenon is generally known by the name of death. So Yudhishthira Maharaj also says in the 7247 purport, it is quoted. महाभारत एक छंदी है यमालयम सेशास थावर में परम महाभारत वनपर्वत 313 और 116 Hundreds and thousands of living entities meet death at every moment, but a foolish living being nonetheless thinks himself deathless and does not prepare for death. This is the most wonderful thing in this world. Yamaraj asked actually, Yudhishthira Maharaj, what is the most wonderful thing in this world? He said, the most wonderful thing is that every moment, every so many people are dying. And still those who stay here, they think that death will not come upon them. So this is the most wonderful thing. Seeing but yet not seeing. So that is Maya. <clears throat> if the memory of this great event is retained in our minds, we would assuredly be solicitous for the Amrita, deathlessness. See? That means we have to always remind ourselves of death. That is what it's saying. Then we will always be solicitors for the Amrita. We will be craving or we will be going towards, I mean, working towards Amrita or deathlessness. The Shruti says we are all children of the Amrita, heirs of the Amrita. Shranvantu Vishwe Amritasya Putraha. Shvetashvatar Upanishad 2.5. Listen, you all, children of the Amrita. So this is from Shaitashita Romani. In this world there are found two kinds of endeavour for obtaining this Amrita. Like unto the sons of kings of the epochs recorded in history, some try to ascend the throne of their father (coughs) by treason against the father. On the other hand, loyal sons in seeking to be heirs of a Uh, Heirs of a a kind-hearted and affectionate father look upon constant service as being both the means and the end. The Gaudiya Mutt understands the last-named as being the appropriate and eternal method. Now, did you understand what he was saying? So, so Amrita, we are all trying to become deathless. The scientists are also trying something. The jnanis are also trying. Karmis are also trying. In their own way maybe some biological breakthroughs you know which can prolong our life to as much as possible and eventually maybe to infinity that's their hope we don't have any hope in that it's not going to work but anyway they are trying the gyanis try to become immortal by you know a classic example of a karmi or a sense and joy becoming immortal is he tried his level best and Jnani yogis, they will try to become immortal by becoming one with Brahman or one with even um, uh, super soul or uh, paramatma. But all that will fall short. Patantya patanta means they will again fall down so um, if we give up the lotus feet of krishna then however even if you have even if we have climbed up to the highest platform we'll again fall down into this cycle of birth and death so here he's saying there are two kinds of endeavor for obtaining this amrita like unto the sons of kings of the epochs the means of the past Recorded in history. Some try to ascend the throne of their father by treason against the father. So these are like the demons. Hiranyakashipu, Ravana and all this So they try to ascend the throne of their father by treason against the father. Treason means by... Um, um, how to say... <clears throat> drohi. Droha means... Uh, what is that? Backstabbing or let's see what this reason how it is defined like ravana he wanted to build a staircase to heaven you know of course there's only heaven he did not believe in my and all the crime of betraying yeah betrayal the crime of betraying one's country especially by killing attempting to kill or overthrow the sovereign or government so they want to overthrow the lord And become themselves the Lord. Treason against the Father. On the other hand, loyal sons, in seeking to be heirs of a kind-hearted and affectionate father, look upon constant service as being both the means and the end. So we have already studied that, means and the end. Um, Krishna consciousness is the means and Krishna consciousness is the end. Mm. The perfection of such Krishna consciousness is the end the gaudiya mat understands the last named, that means constant service as being the appropriate and eternal method why is it appropriate because sri krishna the tidings of whom whosoever listens to or sings is sanctified the benefactor of all all holy persons appearing in the hearts of all who listen to the accounts of himself, destroys the evil propensities of their hearts to the very root. This seed of sin or sinful desire or ignorance, avidya, is the cause of the worldly sojourn of the jiva. Sojourn means journey. This seed of sin, which is ignorance, by ignorance only we commit sin. Hmm? If you really know that we are Servant of eternal servants of Krishna, then we will not try to dominate the material world, we will not try to gratify our senses. That is lust. So, lust is the cause of sin. Krishna says in third chapter of Bhagavad Gita, um, mahashano mahapapma vidh- meha vairinam. So that lust is. Uh, desire to enjoy in this material world separately from the lord i think there is a bit of a lag isn't it oh it is gone today is going to be a tough day it's going to be very very tough today uh, it's going to be very tough is the audio and video how is it how bad is it I know it's bad, but how bad? Please let me know in the comments, but it's fine. Okay, we'll go on then. But I don't have much faith in um, the system today. Okay, it's in sync, really? Maybe sometimes. Okay. So we'll continue. Hopefully we can con- complete today. Okay, the seed of sin or sinful desire or ignorance vidya is the cause of the worldly sojourn of the jiva. Why is this metal method eternal? Okay, uh, yeah, so the lust, the desire to akmendira priti vancha, the desire to gratify one's own senses, that comes out of ignorance if we are completely knowledgeable that we are servants of krishna we will not try to engage in sense gratification if we are engaging in sense gratification that is the proof that we have not understood that we are servants of krishna eternal servants that means that is avidya okay why is the method eternal because now this is I think one to twenty-five, one to twenty-five. Yeah. Previously, all the great sages rendered service unto the personality of Godhead due to his existence above the three modes of material nature they worshipped him um, to become free from material conditions and thus derive the ultimate benefit whoever follows such great authorities is also eligible for liberation from the material world now bhagsadana sraswathakur quoted only this much the first two lines i think yeah rendered service under the sages does previously one have one has re- received one has gone to the kingdom of god so by rendering service to the devotees one can go to the kingdom of god okay so here it is said previously all the great sages rendered service under the personality of godhead okay so okay here he's talking about not uh, service to the sages But service to Godhead, previously how the uh, sages did by devotional service to Krishna. So in that way, we have to follow. This is called um, following the parampara, just like chapter 4, text 15 um, of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna talks about following the parampara, following the previous sages. I know the screen is like really taking a long time to change. So the meaning is, all the liberated souls in ancient times acted with this understanding of my transcendental nature. Therefore, you should perform your duty following in their footsteps. 10 to 31 स्वयं समुद्धिर्यम सुदुष्टरम् द्युमन् भवार्नवम् भीमम् मध्यभ्रसावहर्दाह भवत्पदाम् भोरुहनावमत्रते निधाययाताह सदनुग्रहो भवान् O Lord who resemble the shining sun you are always ready to fulfill the desire of your devotee and therefore you are known as a desire tree. When Acharyas completely take shelter under your lotus feet in order to cross the fierce ocean of nations, they leave behind on earth the method by which they cross and because you are very merciful to your other devotees, you accept this method to help them. So we have to follow in the footsteps of the previous Acharyas as they have um, served the Lord. We have to follow in the footsteps and serve the Lord ourselves. Yeah. in the beginning the munis or sages worship the adhokshaja bhagavan, adhokshaja, adhokshaja bhagavan the transcendental god in his plenitude in this way what is plenitude An abundance, the condition of being full or complete. Plenary, plenary portion. The transcendental God in His fullness, in His complete. Purnam, Shadaishwarya Purnam. Okay, so Adhokshaja Bhagavan, they, they worship Him. That type of kindness which does not give rise to manda, evil, is termed Amandodaya Daya. Okay. So basically, Akshaja and Adhokshaja, he, you know, um, classified and then and then he said that uh, the so-called materialists they are um, they are very busy trying to get some happiness here, but they don't take notice of death. One day they're going to die. Um, so if we can remember that, then we will actually be serious about deathlessness and how to become immortal. And we are the children of immortality. Actually, we are supposed to be immortal. It's quoted from the Svetashvatar Upanishad so and to reach the immortality some try by challenging the Lord and some by sincere service to the Lord Gaudimat ac- uh, accepts the service to the Lord as the proper method um, why is it appropriate because by just by hearing and chanting um, all the dirty things in the heart will be cleansed and one can actually become immortal. Hmm. See, all the sin will become washed away, uprooted. And that, is, that is when one can become immortal. As long as one has the desire of sin, of sense gratification, he will remain in this material world. So to remove that sense gratificatory tendencies, one has to constantly hear about Krishna. Shrinvatam svakatha krishna shravana kirtana. So this is the method that previous sages adopted to achieve immortality and therefore they have served the Lord in this way and we have to also take take up that and that to propagate this message is actually kindness. So that is the mission of Gaudi Mat. Now that type of kindness Bhaktisansara Svithakur is saying which does not give rise to manda, evil, is termed as
1: this phrase yeah.
0: this is the verse about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Madhya 10.119 in the Chaitanya Saritamrita oh the screen is stuck <clears throat> I think it will take some time for it to come out on the screen here. I've already taken it out on my end, but it is not coming in yet. Yes. Radhika Saki has found out. This is Madhya 10.119. Hello, <laughs> Dhuunita Khe Daya Shamyachashtra vivadaya rasadaya Chittarpiton madaya Shashvad bhakti vinodaya samadaya Madhurya maryadaya Shri Chaitanya dayanidhe tavadaya Bhūyadamandodaya Shri Chaitanya, so, so many daya is there, eight Vishadaya. Actually, not all are Daya. (laughs) Vishadaya. But it ends with Daya. And then finally, there is Daya. So it's a beautifully ornamental, ornamented verse. It's taken from where? Chaitanya Chandradaya Natak. I don't know who. Prabhudana Saraswati. So, Sri Chaitanya Daya Nidhe. Unto the um, ocean of mercy. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Tavadaya bhuyada amando daya. Hmm. Amanda means mananda means dull, manda means bad. Amanda means good. Good fortune. Amanda Udaya. Udaya means in which there is awakening of good fortune. Shreya Kairava Chandrika Vitaranam. That is a white lotus of good fortune. So this Dayan um, Sri Chaitanya Dhyanidhe Tavadaya Bhuyad. Let it be amando daya. Let it So this is the awakening of auspiciousness. Good fortune. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's daya is to point people to prema pumartho mahan. Devotional service to Krishna which is the highest thing. Not even moksha. I mean it's, it's not important. Prema pumartho mahan. Highest higher than even way higher than moksha because even moksha is called kaitava dharma in Bhagavatam. dharma projita kaitavotra paramo nirmatsaranam um, satam vedyam vastavam astra tapatrayon molanam srimad bhagavate mahamuni krite Parai rishwara sadhyo haridya varudhya susru susrushubhish takshanad so um, the point is kaitava dharma, even dharma, artha, kama, moksha are also cheating religion. And i must say, oh, if you t- tell this to a Hindu, hey, eh, how come you are saying like this nonsense? Because it is aparadharma. Paradharma is, you know, transcendental religion. This is still in the mundane plane, and negative aspect of mundane plane, which is moksha, uh, but it's not complete. Prema Bumartho Mahan. Love of Godhead is the highest. So that is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has brought. Namo Mahavadanyaya. Very charitable, munificent. Namo Mahavadanyaya. Krishna Prema Pradayate. Krishnaya. Krishna Chaitanya Namne. Gauratushya Namaha. So Krishna Prema Pradayate. He has come to. Anarpitacharem Sirak Karunaya. Vater Naha Kalao. Forget the word. Beautiful verse, fourth verse of them. Anar Pitacharim Chirat Karunaya Vatil Kolo Samar Payetumun atoj Valarasam <laughs> subhatishriam Harihipura Sundara Dutikadam Basandi Pitaha Sada Hidaya Kandare Suratuva Hashachin and the so anarpita charyam jira vatirna kalau samarpayitum unnatojwala rasam svabhakti shriyam the second line especially samarpayitum unnatojwala rasam svabhakti shriyam samarpayitum means to bestow unnata elevated ujjwala rasam the conjugal mellow svabhakti shriyam the treasure of his own service so he has come to bestow the treasure of his own service service to krishna chaitanya mahaprabhu ji so, in many w- ways this is mentioned like that. Krishna Prema pradayatam And here also Amandodaya. So that is actual kindness. Now, Bhaktisiddhanta answers with mando Mandodaya daya, Amandodaya daya. Very nicely he um, um, distinguishes. Let's see. That type of kindness which does not give rise to manda or evil is termed Amandodaya daya. As for example, if a sick man is allowed to eat tamarind or a drunkard is helped to proceed to a liquor shop, kindness is indeed shown. But in the sequel, well, it turns out to be productive of harm to the person who is the recipient of kindness. Now, if a sick man eats tamarind, he gets more sick. If a drunkard man, if he if he asks you, hey, where is that um, uh, you know whiskey shop here nearby? And if you point out, yeah, it is this. There, I just turn right and the straight little bit. Third shop, it is. Okay, you are also going to hell with him because it is showing kindness. You are actually being kind to him. You know, like showing him what he wanted. But what he wanted was crap. Since you showed him crap, you are also going to face crap. So, um, the motivational speakers, the so-called people who Promote uh, and encourage people in this material world. They are like that. Mandoo daya I have written an Instagram caption one day. I think about one and one and a half years back or something like that. Two years back or What, what is the purpose of motivational speakers? Rap crap and keep them trapped. It's like kind of a bit of a rhyme. But rap, crap, keep them trapped. So rap means, you know, rapping. Rappers, you know, they continuously talk. The song is like continuously, you know, rapping. So, but they rap, crap. They talk so much nonsense. Rap, crap, and keep them trapped. So, people, they keep people trapped in this material world. Rap, rap, crap, and then keep them trapped. And they themselves are trapped. So this is actually mandodaya. Daya. Evil is... Evil arises out of this kindness. Udaya means to rise. Manda Udaya. Amanda Udaya. The awakening or the rising of good fortune is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission. And the so-called missionary activities of this material world and phila- philanthropic activities, altruistic activities, all these are mando The rising of evil. Facilitation of evil. Actually kindness is a Mandodayadaya. the kindness of fools mandabuddhi manda hmm? so as for example if a sick man is allowed to eat tamarind or a drunkard is helped to proceed to a liquor shop kindness is indeed shown but in the sequel I meaning as a consequence it turns out to be productive of harm to the person who is the recipient of kindness if the sick If the sick man is placed under medical treatment against his will and inclination, if the drunkard is protected from his evil course, amandodaya daya, non-harm producing kindness is shown. So preventing floods and famines, nursing the sick, pleasing or displeasing anybody, or stultifying the fa- faculty of consciousness of anyone. Every one of these is an instance of mando daya, daya harm producing kindness. Man cannot understand it till he realizes his true position. Hmm? <clears throat> now, let me show you. Um, Okay, yeah, I need to first of all. I saw this word but forgot the meaning stultify, stultifying the faculty, tending to stifle enthusiasm, initiative, or freedom of action, stultifying the faculty of consciousness of anyone. Means, you know, to become one with the Lord is to like give up our individuality and consciousness and then become one with the Lord. So, these things, all of them, even preventing floods and famines, nursing the sick, pleasing or displeasing anybody or stultifying the faculty of consciousness of anyone, every one of these is an instance of Mando daya, harm producing kindness. Now, you may say, uh, come on. How can you say this so let's read on man cannot understand it till he realizes his true position by such acts the jiva is not really benefited see this is the point the jiva is not really benefited. you may give some benefit to the body but ultimately the jiva okay i suppose a man is saved you know and he has given you know has given some extra lease of life because of some technological advancement, you could be able to maybe transfuse blood into him and then maybe he, you know, he lived long, longer. Now, with that long life, what is he going to do? Perform more sinful activities? And get more entangled in this world? So, ultimately, we're not saying, okay, doctor should not do his job or something. But if, the, if we don't do spiritual help, okay, then we are just not helping, actually. It, Prabhupada gave an example where the bird in the cage. If the bird is hungry, the decorating the cage will not help. How much ever you, the more you, oh, the bird is hungry. Okay, let me decorate the cage even more. Oh, no, the bird is going to die inside. So similarly, um, we may do all kinds of uh, we, can, we may provide all kinds of comforts for the body, but if the soul is not helped, the soul is not. Of course, the soul won't die. But the function of the soul is dead. So spiritually is dead. He's just carrying on like a zombie, living dead, jivan chava. It is said in the Bhagavatam, Jivan Chava, living dead, like a ghost. Everybody here is like a ghostly haunted person. Pisachi <laughs> Some Rohit is saying, String roasted him for insulting Sadhguru. Wait for my roast. Of uh, Sadhguru. Anyway, what is the meaning of... uh, What is the use of this roast? Um, Actually, I should thank him for uh, giving me some visibility so that other people can know. Let it be the trailer for the actual real video that's gonna come out. Then we will see. Okay? So... Anyway, mando daya daya and amando daya daya. Harm producing kindness. By such acts, the jiva is not really benefited. Cutting the root of misery is doing real good to others. What is the root of misery? The treatment that allows the gangrene of sensual desires to remain does not, does no real good to the patient. This is a very apt example, apt analogy or metaphor. Gangrene of sensual desires. You know, gangrene is when uh, a large part of the cells become dead um, in the body. A large area of maybe inside or outside. So the dead cells cannot be again brought back to life. That part of the body is dead. And it will spread unless it is, you know, immediately attended to. So the gangrene... Sorry. The treatment that allows the gangrene of sensual desires to remain does no real good to the patient. So, it's actually like gangrene. So, unless you, you know, a, a tree, if you don't uproot it, if you just cut off one branch and say that, oh, I've, you know, I've uh, done enough. No, it's going to grow on other branches and other branches. As long as the root is there, the tree is alive, it will grow more and, more and more branches. And the grass, if you just cut it, it will again grow. You uproot it, ah yes, then it won't. So the gangrene, if it is there, it's like cancer. Cancer, if it is there, the cancerous cells, it has to completely it has to be completely removed. If little is there, it will again multiply, multiply, again, it will. So we cannot let the cancer or gangrene of this sensual desires remain. Yeah. The treatment that allows the gangrene of sensual desires to remain does no real good to the patient. Neither is it a proof of great wisdom out of spite to the gangrene of sensual desires to hang the sick man holding out to out the prospect of um, out of the prospect of mukti annihilation as complete and permanent cure. What is what he is saying here? Okay, let me read that properly. The treatment that allows the gangrene of sensual desires to remain does no real good to the patient. Neither is it a proof of great wisdom out of spite to the gangrene of sensual desires to hang the sick man holding out the prospect of mukti, annihilation as complete and permanent cure. Gangrene has to be removed. Okay, Now cancer cells have to be removed. Oh, he has cancer. Okay um if you let the cancer remain that is not good and if you say okay let's kill this person because then there is no more cancer because no more person no more cancer <laughs> what kind of nonsense is that so so to hang the sick man oh he's sick okay let's hang him right So, just like cataract, Prabhupada said, if a man has a cataract on the eye, that cataract has to be removed so that he can see properly. Oh, yes, cataract, your eye has a problem. Okay, take out the eye. Now, no more problem. No more eye, no more problem. You are now blind. So, that is not the complete and permanent cure of killing. So, this mukti or annihilation of one's individual self and merging into the, you know, Brahma Jyoti and all these things. This is not the answer to that. This is like the you know, oh, you have a problem with your um, cancer. Okay, I'll kill, kill. I'll kill you so that you will no more have cancer. So what kind of nonsense is that? So this muk- mukti or moksha <clears throat> is not the answer. Swayam nishraya samvidwan nash. What is that? Na karma Okay, you know what, sometimes it's not clear, this is 6.9.49 I think, I've quoted in this, I've quoted this verse against Gauragopaldas, nonsense he was talking, so that time I, in that video I quoted this, Prabhu showed me. <clears throat> 6950. nine fifty. Swayamnishraya navak yogya yakar mahim nara tirogina hi bhishaktamaha A pure devotee who is fully accomplished in the service of devotional service, sorry, in the science of devotional service, will never instruct a foolish person to engage in fruitive activities for material enjoyment. Not to speak of helping him in such activities. Yeah. He will not instruct what to speak of helping him. Such a devotee is like an experienced physician who never encourages a patient to eat food injurious to his health even if the patient desires it. Hmm? That is mando daya daya. Just as the best physician even, in, even if the patient evinces a desire for unwholesome food does not allow it, in like manner, he who is himself aware of nishreya, the highest good, um, never advises an ignorant person to do karma, work for his own interest. Um, I mean, it's a fruitive work. The Shruti says, avidyāyam bahudhāvartamāna vayam manyanti ityabhimanyantibālāhan yat Yatkarminona, Prave, Prave, the Yantiragat, Tenatura, Sheena, Lokas, Chavante Mundaka Upanishad, one dot two dot, I think six seven. Moment. What is that? Ignorant persons, being themselves in the midst of manifold avidya, errors, think thus. We have gained what we want because they work for their own interest. They have no experience of the real truth by reason of their attachment to such work. See? I think the screen is stuck. Mm. Yeah, so Dimitri is saying like Varnashram, it is spoiled, so let us cancel it so it's exactly like that so it's not to cancel it but rectify it now the screen is stuck i do not know how to make it work this <sighs> is a problem maybe one second She's still showing the same thing. Although my thing has already changed so much. Ah. Okay, now it is showing properly. And nonsense. Sometimes these technologies are just crap. Hmm, I think this laptop. I don't know. It's so powerful, but I understand sometimes. Okay. Ignorant persons, being themselves in the midst of manifold avidya errors, think thus. We have gained what we want. Because they work for their own interest. they have no experience of the real truth by reason of their attachment to such work. Hmm. With extreme solicitude, they gain little as a result of their activities. So, sukham very, very little they get. Uh, and they work very hard for little results. And that too temporary. Uh, one second, <coughs> Krishna. I <coughs> have hmm. a little bit of a flu. After a time they fall from that position. The Shruti further says Avidya Avidya Avidya. Avidya mantare. Okay, Avidya Mantare Vartamanahan. Swayamdhi Raha. The script is a little bit not clear pa, paryanti parida, pari, pari, mudha andhenaiva Niamana Yatandha. Mmm. Pandita. Oh panditamanyamana. Panditamanyamana. Oh, see, it's not even so clear, you see. Script is a bit I don't <coughs> know. Panditamanyamana. Okay, Avidya Those who remaining in the midst of ignorance is Mundaka Upanishad one three seven. I think one three eight Sometimes the numbers are not very good. Anyway, those who remaining in the midst of ignorance consider themselves to be conscientious, conscientious and enlightened, such perverted and ignorant men come to grief like the blind man led by the blind, super for today's material world. I repeat again, those who, remaining in the midst of ignorance, consider themselves to be conscientious and enlightened. Maya Paharajana people. Such perverted and ignorant men come to grief like the blind man led by the blind. So they will end up in grief. <sighs> Most people of the world forgetful of their own home, which is home with a capital H, that means kingdom of God. Most people of the world forgetful of their own home under the spell of the enchantress. Who's the enchantress? Maya are running headlong in the opposite direction. In this performance, again, their intoxication, eagerness, concentration and firm determination are so intense that they have indeed very little opportunity to think about home. This is the thing. Why do people not have time for Krishna consciousness? Because they are so busy running in the opposite direction. If they mold their life in such a way that they can actually spend time for Krishna consciousness, they can. But they, their determination, their concentration and eagerness and intoxication about that way of life is so intense. They have very little opportunity to think about home. But the voice of the Gaudiya Math, the flying red-tinted banner of the Gaudiya Math, arresting the ear and the eye of all persons is ever pro- proclaiming, Krishna Bala Sangye Chala Eimatra Bhitsha Chai. This is Thakur's song. Radha Krishna, bowl, bowl, Re Say Krishna, come along. This is the only arms we beg. Back to Godhead and back to home is the message of Gaudiya Math. And this is where um, our Srila Prabhupada took the word, phrase, back home, back to Godhead. You know, in fact, Back to Godhead magazine, all this is coming from here. That is the mission of Gaudiya Mission. So, it may have many different names, but the whole point is calling people back home, back to Godhead. To arrest the pervertedly current tide and to redirect it towards the eternal source is the seemingly unpleasant duty of the Gaudiya Mahat. Or Prabhupada called it a thankless task because nobody will thank you for it. People will actually ridicule and make fun and make, you know, like somebody said, he roasted. He roasted me that string guy roasted me for insulting sadguru now we are not here to actually insult anyone but if somebody is cheater we have to expose him we're not insulting him we're just exposing him. and that we have to do so that is actually helping there is amando they are but these people don't understand and they will actually criticize <clears throat> so there's just one example so there will be so much opposition so to arrest the pervertedly current tide so the tide the everybody is going in this direction and we have to change it change people to this direction so and redirect it towards the eternal source is a seemingly unpleasant duty of the government the government says all men of the world without exception are our kin all birds and beasts grass and shrubs are our kindred whatsoever Conscious being, wheresoever existing, belongs to our Supreme Lord. We shall conduct our kindred from out of the spells of the enchantress towards home. <clears throat> kindred means um, kit and kin, our relatives, our family, basically. So everybody, is, the whole world is one family because Krishna is the father. So the whole mission of God is to conduct our kindred that means our family members which are all souls from out of the spells of the enchantress out of the maya to towards home back to Godhead. We shall not be showing for the time being sweet sympathy for them by enabling those who have fallen into the snares of the enchantress to get more deeply entangled. Very important. We shall not be showing for the time being sweet sympathy for them by enable, enabling those who have fallen into the snares of the enchantress to get more deeply in them. Our um, rascaldom going on in the name of motivational speeches by our so called devotees in ISKCON, Gorgopalas, Jay Shetty, and similar others. That Bhakshidansaraswathakur is directly talking against this kind of nonsense. So, For the time being, sweet sympathy. Even if under the spell of the Enchantress, they will fill heaven and... Okay, you see. Even if under the spell of the Enchantress, they fill heaven and earth with their loud protestations against our endeavors, we will still proclaim the message of the Amrita to them. Titikshavaha karonikaha. If the world is against the truth i am against the world but i'm against the world whom am i for of course i'm for krishna but i am i want to help the world by standing against them they are wrong and the whole world is wrong the devotees are right now the devotees will stand against the world to save the world only from themselves <laughs> So this is Titikshava Karanika, tolerant and merciful at the same time. Even if under the spell of the Enchantress, they fill heaven and earth with their loud protestations against our endeavors, we will still proclaim the message of the Amrita to them. (sighs) Even if it be contrary to the current of thoughts of the religious or religiously minded people, as the term is understood by the world, or appear strange or wonderful to them. We will still forever practice and proclaim those religious works, the Sanatana Dharma made by God, the tidings of which are unknown to any of the Rishis, Gods, Siddhas and men. The Dharma which, although it happens to be hidden, pure, difficult to understand, alone enables us to attain the Amrita. The Dharma that is the supreme Dharma of the jiva. the Dharma to which all jivas, without exception have a claim, The dharma to which everyone in the universe may have their heir. That dharma is the object as well as the method of our endeavors. So this is, I think it's quite clear. I hope you understood. So so so-called religious people may even go against our mission. Because in this world, religiously minded people mean somebody who wears like a religious person and you know, talk something. They can't really judge. People can't judge. A person who is truly knowledgeable about religious principles, he knows how to judge who is religious and who is not. (coughs) So even if it be contrary to the current of thoughts of the religious or religiously minded people as that term is understood by the world or appear strange, even if we appear strange to them or wonderful to them, we will still forever practice and proclaim those religious works. (coughs) That means... There is no sugar coating. frankly speaking the truth. Um, no need to, you know, stop this motivational nonsense just to promote something else. No need to do anything. Oh, we appear strange, you know, in one one of the so-called gurus of Iskandar, the Swami, he said, oh, if we wear our shikha, our clothes, our robes and everything, people will get startled and a little bit, you know, they will... We will appear strange to them, so let's let's not startle them. Let's wear in their own, you know, wear their own clothes, and don't you know um, startle them too much. Don't shock them too much. And not only that, every other thing, every other aspect of Krishna consciousness he similarly um, changed. So anyway, <clears throat> um, whatever the people may think, we basically don't care about their opinions we care for them we certainly do but we don't care for their opinions just like um, doctor doesn't care for the opinion of the patient the patient's opinion is he wants to eat nicely sweets but he's a diabetic um, so that is his opinion A doctor says no you're not going to eat so that is good for him so he doesn't care about the opinion of the patient because he actually cares for the patient that is our position we don't care for the opinion of the world because we actually care for the world because their opinion is actually harmful to themselves self inflicting opinions they have so we don't subscribe or even slightly support their mandodaya daya we always will proclaim amandodaya daya, daya. Hmm. Uh, non harm producing kindness They're not uh, advocates of harm-producing kindness. The current that is sweeping the world, the flood on which it is adrift, the famine by which it is distressed, the want, fear, sorrow, delusion by which it is mastered, oppressed and tortured, can be prevented, can be pulled up by the root, by the method of moving homeward, of self-surrender at the holy feet of the sorrowless and fearless Amrita, which is God. So as long as we shall stay in the foreign land, the greater the distance and the speed with which we shall continue to run towards foreign lands and away from the direction of home with a capital hedge, so long and to the same extent, Sorrow, fear, and delusion will not leave us. They will, on the contrary, mock us like the delusive deer by their further and steady increase. I hope that is clear. Because it's actually clear. So, this terrible world, this material world, which is filled with so many, fraught with so many painful conditions, can be prevented by pulling up the root by the method of moving homeward back to god of self surrender at the lotus feet of the holy feet of the sorrowless and fearless amrita abhaya charanaravindare bhajahu bhajhure mana abhaya charanaravindare so long as we shall stay in the foreign land means this is this material world is a foreign land we don't belong here actually so long as we shall stay in the foreign land the greater the distance and the speed with which we shall continue to run towards foreign lands and away from the direction of home, so long and to the same extent, sorrow, fear, and delusion will not leave us. They will, on the contrary, mock us like the delusive deer by their further and steady increase. Now, how to know that we are going farther from Godhead? Like, how many kilometers are we far away? Like, here I am, and other devotees there in the temple. Now, next building, or will say next unit in the same building, they are very far away from godhead compared to the devotees in the temple here although our we are only like maybe few meters away from each other but that person is very very far away so what does far and near mean here once i actually did an illustration i don't know if i still have it um (laughs) All kinds of things. This is also not. Hmm, this is also not. Where did I do that? I don't know where I did that. But uh, never, no, man. So, OK, let me just maybe explain it. The so farther and closer, Shuddha Sattva, Vasudeva's is where Krishna is. Sattva Gun is the closest. Okay, We can understand, I think, by the example of an airport. Now, if I go to the Singapore Airport, Changi Airport, the name of this airport here is Changi Airport. Apparently, the best airport in the world at the moment. So, if I go to that airport, from that airport, I am closer to London or say Delhi. I am closer to Delhi than compared to sitting in this room although Singapore to Delhi is the same distance whether I sit here or whether I sit in the airport. But in the airport, I am much nearer to Delhi because I am just four hours away from Delhi. Whereas if I sit here, I cannot even buy a ticket, first of all. You know, So it's much farther. So in this material world, from here we have to go to the spiritual world. The spiritual world is Satvam Mishuddham vasudeva shabdya So, Shuddha-sattva, pure goodness, is in is the mode in which the spiritual world is existing. Now, in this material world, there is Tamogun, Rajogun, Sattvogun. So, Sattvogun is like the airport. It's not um, spiritual, but it's the closest to the spiritual. It is at the airport. And then, if we take actually, you know, the mercy of the spiritual master, uh, we become his disciple, and then we will yes, we will board the plane, and we actually will go to spiritual world. So, uh, mode of goodness is nearest to the spiritual world, although it is still very far. Passion and ignorance is just very far. So, to go farther and um, you know into the foreign lands means to go further and further into the modes of passion and ignorance. Rasasthamo bhava. Um, these two are the ones
1: which
0: are far away from the spiritual world. Just imagine the cockroach. How far away? The cockroach may be in the same room as the you know, devotee. But how far away? Maybe um, if he hears the holy name, then maybe, you know, some benefit is there, of course. Or maybe, there is benefit. But can he really hear? What is he hearing, actually? I don't know. So ants are there, all all kinds of, you know, dog is there, cat is there, here and there. So they're so far away from Krishna. What to speak of cats and dogs? Human beings themselves. All kinds of um, Rajogun and tamogon activities they are indulging in. Very far away. So that is called far away. In the matter of Guna. So the more they go away into the passion ignorance, the more, the, to the same extent, sorrow, fear and delusion will not leave us. That means they will increase. Like the delusive deer by, by the further and steady increase. When you try to catch a deer, deer will go faster and faster and faster away. The Shruti says, Dvitiyad vay bhayam bhavati. Mm. Dvitiyad vai bhayam bhavati. This is very similar to, and, and it is from Brihadaranyakopanishad. Interesting, because bhayam um, bhayam dvitiyabhini veshatahasya isha dapetasya yosmati. So, 11.237 Srimad Bhagavatam says, Fear arises when one moves away from Krishna consciousness. So, Dvitiya. If they have any different conception, some there is something else than Krishna. If we have such a conception, Bhayam starts. That means only when one comes to the point where Krishna is everything, everything Vasudeva, Vasudeva Sarvamiti. When we come to that point only, there will be complete fearlessness. Until then, there will be fear. vai bhayam bhavati. Fear must result from the perception of a second entity different from Godhead. Death cannot be abolished from this mundane world by no amount of efforts of the united jivas. Of the whole universe, the threefold misery can be banished to the Andamans. Now, what is this banished to the Andamans? Andaman Island, Andaman and Nicobar Islands. You know, they belong to India on the eastern side. Very nearer much more, much nearer to Singapore than the Indian main subcontinent. Now, this Andaman and Nicobar Islands, and especially Andamans, were the prison, the concentration camp of the Britishers and they used to punish the most serious criminals in andaman and even great uh, freedom fighters of india they were actually put in kalapani kalapani is the torture camp concentration camp in andaman island and people say that even now when you go there in fact yesterday also one mataji was here she said that recently they went to andaman and they saw the kalapani it was very very distressing And anybody who goes there they say that wow this place is just so distressing even the look of it and they used to spend years and sometimes decades until their death they would stay there so people were tortured like that in the andamans so he's saying so because it was that colonial time you see 1920 1929 27 this this issue was written so that time andamans was the like you know the banished if people were banished they will be banished to the andamans and that's it you will never hear of them again so he's saying that no amount of um, endeavor even with the collective endeavor of all jivas of the entire universe can uproot the threefold misery and banish to them be banished to the andamans so the threefold miseries cannot be banished even by the collective efforts of all the jivas no one can extinguish the fire of Ravana's funeral pyre. It is the water well-cooled by contact with the feet of Sri Ramachandra that alone has the power to quench it. Hmm. Once the world is fairly embarked on the high tide of the holy name, the insignificant worldly flood retires forthwith. If the arms in the shape of the glorification of the songs of Hari become easily procurable, the little famines will leave us for good as a mere attendant result. What does that mean? So, if we take to Krishna consciousness, all these, you know, tapatraya, which is miseries caused by self or others or by the arrangement of the supernatural powers of the demigods, will be no more if people become Krishna conscious. <clears throat> to prevent floods, you need to chant Hare Krishna. Not do some uh, uh, dams or you know some dikes, build some this and that, infrastructure projects. No, no, no. Chant Hare Krishna, you will get all necessities of life. This is the mission, our Gaudiya mission. And it is not for getting supplies of uh, life that we have to chant Hare Krishna. It will come as an attendant result, that means as a side effect. When we, one chants Hare Krishna, one cultivates one's eternal relationship with Krishna and as a side effect, all other calamities will subside. Why are there calamities? Because of accumulated sinful reactions of people and they come to torment the people as the fruit of their karma. Now Krishna says, Sarva dharmān parityajya mamekam sharanam vraja aham tvam, sarva pape bhyo marsha so i will read you of all sinful reactions and therefore these big big um now they're saying climate change and this and that they're fighting environmental you know issues and you know they're they're thinking they're doing big big things but actually none of it is required if one just chants Hare krishna climate will be very good Hmm. yeah now you may say how is it possible doesn't even sound logical The logic is this, that everything belongs to Krishna. Krishna can do whatever he wants and if he is angered, then he will switch up the heat. Not just in the matter of climate change or what, switch up the heat, that means the suffering will increase. He can cool it down also. If his anger subsides, then he can cool it down. So we have to do that, we have to subside his anger Mm -hmm. by chanting his name, that's it. Very simple. That is the logic. It is perfectly logical. In fact, what they are doing, trying to you know do this and that, that, is stupid. It's absolutely stupid. They have no idea how actually things work. Hmm. So once reading on, once the world is fairly embarked on the high tide of the holy name, the insignificant worldly flood retires forthwith. If the arms in the shape of the glorification of the songs of Hari become easily procurable. The little fami- famines will leave us for good as a mere attendant result, with the appearance of sorrow, delusion, fear, killing, bhakti. <laughs> Sorrow-hyphen delusion-hyphen fear, killing, bhakti. Uh, Shoka, moha, bhaya, paha. That is where he took it from. You know this: param purushen, bhaktir pumsam simply by giving oral reception to this vedic literature the feeling for loving devotional service to lord krishna the supreme personality of godhead sprouts up at once to extinguish the fire of lamentation illusion and fearfulness lamentation is sorrow illusion is um, bewilderment and fearfulness is um, fear so the sorrow bewilderment and fear or delusion and fear with the appearance of sorrow, delusion, fear killing bhakti, devotional faith, avidya, nations, the root of every form of misery of the jiva is destroyed and the soul is well satisfied. Bhakti is like fire. Nothing else can purify gold in the manner that fire can. Without bhakti yoga, association of bhakti, other forms of effort are meaningless like the attempt to refine gold by the application of tamarind earth or ashes now if you know silver and uh, brass and copper you can actually clean them polish them or clean them by application of tamarind uh, ashes or earth you can clean them and they become shiny again but he is saying you cannot do that to gold to purify gold you have to put it in fire that's interesting <clears throat> in fact here we have silver um, utensils of krishna so our devotees who are in the pujari department puja department they know that they have to polish the silver with um, you know that ashes the vibhuti you know and that can be used to purify silver And tamarind can be used to purify brass and copper. But gold, apparently you can't, you see. Only do by fire. So in other words, other forms of effort are meaningless. Like the attempt to refine gold by the application of tamarind, earth or ashes. So other means will not actually subside any suffering. No. So they are actually mando daya daya, amando daya, daya is only Krishna consciousness. Okay, now going to next uh, section of this essay. To imagine arthavad in regard to the holy name or in other words to imagine that the glorification of the name is mere exaggeration of praise is that godless intellectual attitude which gives rise to our belief in other tangible forms of effort. Very, very nicely put. Now, you know, fifth offense, every morning we chant, we we repeat, what are the offenses to be avoided while chanting the holy name? Not only while chanting, but in our life, as a devotee, we should avoid this. What is that? One of them is Arthavada. Or... um, What is that? Kalpanik. If we consider um, the glorification, the glories of the Holy Name as mere exaggerations. Now, we have um, I will give you an example now. See, one of the glories of the Holy Name is that just by chanting one can achieve all perfection of life and one can go back to God. Now, a devotee may think that he is not committing this offense of considering the glories of the holy name to be exaggeration. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I believe. I believe that by chanting we can go back to Godhead and nothing else is necessary. That same devotee though may send his children to school and push them for material excellence, educational, academic excellence. That means... He is actually thinking that there is another way to live life than to chant the holy name, and that is to absorb oneself in the stupid academic excellence of this material world and waste our time. If he thinks that academic excellence is the way to go forward in life, that means he has no faith in the holy name. He is considering the holy name, glories of the holy name, to be exaggerations. No faith. Because if one really has faith, one will cast away everything else and take to Krishna Consciousness without anything, without any other measure. This is important. So sometimes we don't even know that we are committing this offence. We are so ignorant that we can't even see. When we have faith in any other process, thinking that that is good, other than Harinam, Something else which is good. or technological advancement is good. Or this good, that good. Nothing is good in this world. Even the endeavor to attain moksha is not good. What to speak of all this? Anything else? Then, what is the real thing then? Only hari Kirtan, Chanting of Hare Krishna. That is the only thing good in this world. Even the ritualistic ceremonies of the, you know, uh, uh, Dharma, Dharma Artha moksha, ritualistic Karma Kanda ceremonies, useless, useless. You may say, hey, that is given in the Vedas, how can you say useless? They are Prabhṛti-mārga. Yes, they are there for the, you know, less intelligent class of men to, you know, elevate them, but to attain the ultimate goal of life, it is useless.
1: Hmm.
0: Prabuji, so kids shouldn't be sent to take the basic education from school to understand and read bhagavad-gita and other related to krishna consciousness how they will understand basic things about krishna consciousness so actually Prabhupada's system is that all that they need to learn should be taught in our own Gurukul. in fact um there should be some kind of a movement or some kind of a legislation. It has to be pushed in the in the government itself to allow this kind of Gurukul system to work again, not this Western education system which is stupid. And in that Gurukul system, they can always be taught English. They can always be taught Sanskrit and Bengali and you know other you know regional languages. And at the same time. <clears throat> Our scriptures and everything from the day one. So that is the um, system that we should have. Okay. What to do if that system is not in place? Like an ask him, we don't have a dedicated gurukul anywhere. What to do? So that's why I actually recently spoke to Karuna Matajim. The only other option we have is homeschooling, where that also we need to know how to do it properly, otherwise the parents themselves cannot handle it so um, she is doing that for to, with the, with her kids and there are other devoted children also with the Riscon as well who are trying to do this they have some facebook groups and all of that and they have curriculums they have you know some structure going on you know? so advice can be taken from there some tips so i asked actually karana Mai mataji to uh, compile a sort of um, structure on how to do this in fact, she pointed me to a book uh, which I need to purchase to look at it myself, and I think maybe that can be shared with the devotees as well on how to conduct. We should be serious. We should be serious in this. We cannot say that yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we don't have Gurukul. So yeah, we so we'll go just to the ordinary schools and go to the universities and find a girlfriend or boyfriend and then do everything like everybody, the everybody rest of the people do. And then just, just you know, live like this. because we don't have Guru Kula, so, yeah, after that, we're going to do some uh, donation to the temple. We should not be so loose with our thinking. We should always think how to make it happen. Hmm. So we are not saying that they should not be educated. They should be educated in as much as it is required to understand our scriptures and the world a little bit. In fact, not a little bit. They will understand everything about the world if they learn from our perspective. Whereas in the other perspective, you actually don't understand. In fact, now I'm realizing that what we were taught in our schools was false. We were taught that man came from animals. We were taught that man landed on the moon in 1969. We were taught that our history, yes, at least in India, we were not taught any history of the saints, of the big sadhus that were there, Ramanudacharya's life, Madhvacharya's life, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's life, you know, Vallabhacharya or Tukaram, you know, Mirabai or, you know, so many, all the Goswamis and, you know, so many devotees all over over India. We learned none of their lives. We learned none of the um, history even concerning the, you know, the wars that took place and how they defended our, you know, Sanatana Dharma. We were only taught how the invaders invaded our country and we were just like stupid uh, people who just got run over by these invaders. And uh, we were like in... Some uncivilized people and we were taught some civility by these invaders that's what we were taught so we were actually taught a farce we were taught a narrative that was being pushed they had an agenda now we actually should and also also the system is so interconnected that when you apply for a job First of all, there is a Shudra job. And the education is only given to produce Shudras. No education for Brahmanas, Kshatriyas, Vaishyas, nothing. Especially for the Brahmanas. No education for them. And uh, so it's a very lopsided education system. And it is geared towards producing slaves. If you are sending your child to school, you are sending him to a slaughterhouse. Prabhupada said that. One, one, twenty-two per port. Srimad Bhagatam 1.1.22 purport slaughterhouses, slaughterhouses of so-called education. They are being slaughtered. They are put in the conveyor belt and then they come out, they become slaves and then we are basically the capitalist agenda of the western world are employing us as slaves. Why should we be part of that system? We should, we should start our system or revive rather our system, which is the proper system of religion-based governance where economy is not the um, benchmark of advancement Uh, like recently you know narendra modi was um, narendra modi and one of his uh, uh, cabinet, not cabinet really one of his department's uh, head he is in charge of the um, industrial how to say to prepare corridors for economic investments in the in, our, in india mm-hmm. that means for example if apple company wants to set up a factory in india so to make this process smooth for them you know there is a department in the government for that and all kinds of such technological basically technological digital digitization of india and all of that now when he was giving speech and Narendra Modi also echoed this <coughs> that now India is the greatest consumer of uh, data mobile data Indian in the world and that is shown as a great brag you know oh we are the greatest consumers of data today is that a good thing these numbers don't, don't mean anything what are what are people doing with the data how religious how much of it that data is spent in Tamogun, Rajogun, Sattvogun and Suddha Satvagun. That needs to be um, evaluated. That needs to be evaluated. So just these numbers, oh, because we are largest, therefore we are the best country in the world. What is that? And they say, oh, we have done, you know, our exports has been this much. Our imports have been this much. You know, they're giving numbers, figures. What is, what kind of exports are you doing? You're exporting beef also, isn't it? Isn't it? So India is exporting beef. From Kerala, I think beef is going, I think second largest producer of beef or I don't know something. Some numbers are there. Somewhere in the top. Top 10, definitely. Producers of beef in the world. What kind of export? And you're counting that as part of you know the nation's economy. And all. That's why this is rascaldom, absolute crap. So when we learn this education, when we go to schools... This is the kind of education we are taught, and we are also taught to think like that. That this is advancement, this is, you know, progress. So, why should we actually uh, subscribe to this so called school system? We should have our own, and we should fight for it. If that system cannot exist in a country, especially in India, if it cannot exist, because you see, now even Vrindavan Gurukul and Mayapur Gurukul from what I understand, they also have the material curriculum also. We don't want like that. We just want our way of teaching. Our sampradaya way of teaching. That's it. Proper Gurukul system. Why we want to mix up? Why we want to make this compromise? We don't want to compromise. We want to be the standard of education. We are not, we're not asking for an alternate, uh, alternative education system. No, no, no. Our should be the standard. That's what we need to go to. And we should think like that from day one, although we are not there yet. Then, What must be done in order to give kids the correct education? What steps must be taken up? So as I already said, homeschooling for now is the best way forward. But it must be done right. Um, And that's why I'm saying uh, there are some manual from I think one Mataji in his scon, she did one um, <clears throat> guide book for parents most most importantly on how to even first of all have the right mindset towards it and have the determination towards it and not just given oh yeah I know it's too difficult to, uh, let's just put the kid in a school so don't look for easy alternatives Easy path, least path of least resistance. Don't don't go for it. Take do all that it takes because it's said in the Bhagavatam, don't become a father and mother if you cannot deliver your dependence. That should be at the in our focus when we raise kids. So they must be given the proper thing. So of course, Prabhupada's Gurukul system, whole I mean, there's so many instructions on Prabhupada's Gurukul. So we have to have a structure or at least a guideline a framework for how to do homeschooling and that is why i asked uh, karuna mai mataji i will be following up with her and nimanita prabhu is doing well, very well in china with his son um karuna Mahi mataji is doing very well with her sons in australia so <clears throat> their combined input and from Prabhupada's instructions of course of course they will also take from Prabhupada's instructions and also what people are already doing what parents are already doing to raise their children in krishna consciousness and we also want to see whether it is really good up to standard or not yet. Because sometimes I see ISKCON children, you know, sometimes they are not up to the mark also. So, um, <clears throat> so, we want to see. So, then in that way, we can have a system. Um, at least if you are, see already we have Nimanita Prabhu and Karunamaya Madaji doing it. So, we don't have a, like a written down system. But they figured it out because they were interested in doing it. In fact, the other day Karuna Mahi Mataji was telling me in the chat, she said, No matter what, I'm not going to send them to the school, Karmi school. That is the attitude we must have. That is the attitude we must have. Not that, ah, it's okay, no, Prabhu. In fact, one, one Mataji told me, Oh, by Krishna's mercy, my son got a free seat in Cambridge University, Prabhu. I said, By Krishna's mercy. I asked, What is he studying? Artificial intelligence. I said he will lose his real intelligence by going there. Prabhu, yes, Prabhu, actually, you are right. But there is no seriousness in that. The feeling is that Krishna has given the blessing that you know he has gone to Cambridge University. Come on. Still the colonial mindset. Cambridge means top class. Although all kinds of rascals will come out of that, top class. By character, I'm saying they may be skilled in their own whatever disciplines, but by character, what is the character? How religious are they? How Krishna conscious are they? Or rather, how atheistic are they? They become atheistic when they come out of these universities. Universities, They think they're the top of the world, they're gods, academic gods, and they become atheistic. So, we don't have any high regards for these universities in the material aspect. Maybe they are, you know, of a big uh, repute but in our eyes, we should not have that same idea about them. It comes to give giving this kind of education to kids so we can give it equally to both boys or and girls or girls must be only taught household things. No, so girls must be taught. I mean, they can be, of course, taught. You um, have to also see the um, mentality of the child, whether boy or girl. If they are, you know... Sometimes even boys may, may be not so much into Shastrik study and all of that. They may be more into, you know, hands-on. They are very, think, very resourceful with their hands, you know, or managing things. The people are different at different things, um, good at different things. So that's why Brahmana, Kshatriya, Shudra are there. Um, so we must see. And women, yeah, they must be taught, of course, our um, uh, stories of Krishna, you know, philosophy a little bit and everything. And they must be especially taught in all household chores. It's not that the boys should not be taught. Boys also should learn how to cook, how to, because that is also part of temple life. Because here we cook for the Lord. Here we, I mean, sweep the floor and mop the floor. That's not only household duties. So they can also learn. Everybody should learn. But some things, of course, boys can do. Girls maybe cannot. And some things more apt for girls, maybe like stitching, you know, they can in the future sew some daily dresses, deity clothes. So even as they grow up more and more, so other things, there may be some branching out, you know, like boys maybe, you know, trying to like help the devotees, you know, like in building certain things, you know, like, um, you know, or taking care of the cows, uh, stuff like that. I mean, even women can do that. In fact, in Indian households, women milk the cows in the morning. That also is done. So anyway, seeing the aptitude and, you know, seeing what can be taught, And it has to be taught. Of course some basics should be basic for both and after that they'll be branching out to different things. Another book is Art of Parenting Principles and Practices by Disciples of Sri Prabhupada. Yeah we have to see something and then we'll see all these works and then maybe it's a compilation of you know Prabhupada's instructions according to topic wise or whatever So we have to see all this and um and that uh, homeschooling framework that kind of thing so in different countries the laws are also different Um, so that's another thing to look out for and how to do it in you know countries where it is a little bit more tougher so all that we have to figure out so each individual country there will be different laws so anyway the point is coming back to the point of the article um To think that other than Krishna Consciousness, any other thing is worthwhile. Now, maybe we are stuck in something, you know, some mode of work or something like that, out of circumstantial Mm. um, reasons. But we should not think that that is the way forward. And if we can come out of it, we should. You know, and focus on Krishna Consciousness. Those who do not have full faith, they think, the you know, as Prabhupada Bhaksadana Saraswatakura is saying, if they think there is exaggeration, the glory of the Holy Name, then they will also take to other means. Uh, thinking that they are also important, they are also necessary, this and that, this and that. To, so let me, let me read that again. To imagine Arthavad in regard to the Holy Name, or in other words, to imagine that the glorification... Um, of the name is mere exaggeration of praise, is that godless intellectual attitude which gives rise to our belief in other tangible forms of effort. <laughs> in our temple, milking the cows, everyone struggles. Yeah, because we're not used to it. I would struggle myself. I mean, I never went near cows in my life. I was a city boy and I grew up like that. I never had touch with rural lifestyle. I regret it. I know nothing about farming, nothing about cow protection, zero. Intellectual hero, practical zero. This was my tagline since I was a teen. People used to call me theoretical hero, practical zero. So, practically, I was useless for all practical purposes. Theoretically, yeah, some, you know, scoring marks in the class, you know, being the first to tell the answer in the class of, of, of a maths equation. Uh, these kinds of things i was doing but practically what is the real use of that honestly and i was thinking i was a big hero doing all of that and i in fact thought that that is high class and you know our oh, village all these low class now i realize that village is actually high class natural way much more natural than everything now i have zero knowledge of that <laughs> completely buddhu in that aspect so that's why actually I'm interested in farming. I'm interested in learning how to take care of the cows. I am actually. In fact, just a little bit of, just two days of experience I had in New Zealand when I went there in the year 2012, I remember, 11 years back. So I went there, no, 2013, I think, or 2012. Yeah, 2012. So I went to New Zealand and there they, were, they had a farm at the time. So I was helping that Prabhu. There was one Balaram Prabhu. So, um, I was helping him harvest some potatoes from the ground. I was so happy, actually, that whole day. My dhoti always everything was like <laughs> fully soiled. But I was very happy. I did something with nature, you know. Finally. Of course, I did not like the fact that, you know, it was there was a tractor involved in that. I did not drive the tractor, but I was just like on the ground, picking out potatoes and, you know, like putting them in the baskets and all of that. At least I saw how potatoes, like, come out of the land. That itself is a huge deal for me. For rural people, there's like nothing. What? Come on. What are you saying? (laughs) I know. But for me, that's a big deal. So, anyway, coming back. We think that glorification, preaching... We think that the work of glorification, preaching etc. of the name of Hari is not conductive to the general good. Or again we may think sometimes that the glorification and preaching of the name is on a level with other kinds of effort. The first is Arthavad in regard to the name. The second is the Aparad offense of believing the name as equal to other good works. Eighth offense, you know, to consider the whole chanting of Hare Krishna to be one of the auspicious ritualistic activities offered in the Vedas as fruitive activities or karma kanda. So, this is all offenses. Hmm. To have faith in the holy name is so very rare that we may leave it out of consideration. If we had <laughs> oh He's saying having to have faith in the holy name is so rare that we may leave it out of consideration. We may we may take it for granted that nobody will have faith in holy name. So now how? Well, what is the way out then? He's saying if we had faith even in nama Abhas, the most dimly perceived name, we would have never said that succoring the victims of floods is better than kirtan and prachar, singing and preaching God see, if we had faith even in Nama bhas, we would have never said that succouring, is that the way we should pronounce it? Let me find out what is succouring, saving maybe, succouring the victims of flood. Mm.
1: Sakkar, sakkar,
0: Sucker. Okay. sakkarin, Succouring. or oh, occurring. Succouring. Something like that. We would have never said that succouring the vict- victims of flood is better than Kirtan. Assistance and support in times of hardship and distress. Sakkar. So, <clears throat> to have faith in the holy name is so very rare. Okay. If we had faith even in Nama bhas. We would have never said that succoring the victims of floods is better than Kirtan and Prachar. Freeing the country from famines, opening of hospitals are better than preaching devotion to God. We would have never said so if we had faith in even Nama Bhas. Hundreds of famines, you know, he this is very important. Hundreds of famines can be got rid of, not by Nama Bhas, but even by Nama Aparad. Powerful powerful. What is that? Hundreds of famines can be got rid of not by Nama Abhas but even by Nama Aparad. Offensive taken to the name. You see? <laughs> that is how powerful the Holy Name is. Hundreds of famines. The mukti that is not obtained in crores of births by Brahma knowledge of Brahman, can be had by one single Bhas. This is no exaggeration. This alone is the only true message. Sri Gaurasundar, the savior of Kali Yuga, Avatari, the source of incarnations, by means of Namacharya, the teacher of the name by his own personal example, Shri Haridas, Thakur Haridas, has borne testimony to it yes <clears throat> this is the verse actually i'll show you three verses this is the direct verse which she's talking about cc Antyam 3.181 As the rising sun immediately dissipates all the world's darkness which is deep like an ocean so the holy name of the Lord if chanted once without offenses dissipates all the reactions of a living being sinful life all glories to that holy name of the Lord which is auspicious for the entire world Of course, there are other verses. I think we don't have so much time. We don't have the luxury of time. So we will proceed further. Adopting Adopting the Jain view aggravated by the bad logic of purveyors of vulgar news, neither Chaitanya Deva nor any of his devotees was ever in a hurry to prevent flood or famine or to found hospitals, nor did they give any other advice to anyone except telling all men at all times and places. Kalikale nama bina nahi ar dharma. Khayite shvite yatha tatha nama loy. Desh kal patra nahi sarva siddhi hoy. Jare dekha tare kaha krishna upadesh. Amar Agna guru haiya taro e desh. Uccha sankirtana na tate karile prachar Jivera Bharat Hoyle Karo Paropakar. This is from Chaitanya Bhagavad. These are actually Bengali, but written in Hindi script or Sanskrit script, devanagari script. So the translation. This is our only mission. What is that? To proclaim this. In the Kali Yuga, there is no other dharma except uttering the name of Krishna. Taking the name in whatever place, whether eating or sleeping, irrespective of time, place, person, all is fulfilled. Everything is fulfilled. Whomsoever thou meet meets, instruct him about Krishna by my command. Being Guru, save this land. Thou didst proclaim the high sankirtan and cancel the worldly course of jivas, moving and mo- or motionless. You or ye that are born as men in the land of Bharat, attaining the significance of human life, do good unto others. So, there is no dharma of the Jeeva except Kirtan, singing God. To the extent that one disbelieves bhakti, devotion as denoted by Kirtan or the holy name, in other words, those who think that all wants cannot be fulfilled by Kirtan, To that extent are such people nastic, atheistic, atheistical. Very powerful words. I mean this apply even to devotees. Repeat that. To the extent that one disbelieves bhakti devotion as denoted by kirtan or the holy name. In other words, those who think that all wants cannot be fulfilled by kirtan. To that extent are such people nastic or atheistical. So a real Nastik means one who has complete faith in the Holy Man. So we are all different degrees of nastik. We are moving towards astic but we are kind of still in the nastik phase. We don't have full faith, you see. The degree of help one gives in the propagation of Bhakti as denoted by Kirtan is the sole measure of one's belief in God. What is that? The degree of help The degree of help one gives in the propagation of bhakti as denoted by Kirtan is the sole measure of one's belief in God. How much one dedicates oneself to the Sankirtan movement is the sole measure of one's belief in God. So we can just examine ourselves. How much am I dedicating actually? My time, my thoughts, my my work my fruits of my action everything everything that is part of my life how much i am dedicating it to help the mission of sankirtan movement how much i am doing it that is the belief sole measure of one's belief in god nothing else on the other hand a man is a gnostic disbeliever to the extent that he obstructs kirtan as the name has to be taken every moment, even while eating or sleeping, see how, in, how Krishna conscious we must be. Prabhupada said, you know, between two morsels we take, there should be Hare Krishna chanting. That is the level of, that is the level which we have to do. Every moment chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, 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 Ram Hare Hare. Like that. <clears throat> As the name has to be taken every moment, even while eating or sleeping. As bhakti denoted by Kirtan is the only dharma of the jiva. As there is no other dharma except this, where is then time for getting rid of flood or famine or founding hospitals? (laughs) When every moment we have to chant, where is the time for founding hospitals or getting rid of flood or famine? In fact, you may say, Hey, this is stupid, people are suffering. You are saying, you know, don't you have no time for it? And you're just sitting down and doing chanting. Well, if you everybody chants, there will be no flood. You also come and chant that is our uh, program that is our propaganda propaganda those who claiming to be positivists some means so-called optimistic people about about the material world people who are optimistic about the material world they are called positivists here by bhakti those who claiming to be positivists are forgetful of the greatest of all facts viz. death Those who being fallen like the blind man led by the blind under the spell of the enchantress, enchantress means maya, <coughs> loiter about like travel travelers without an objective. Vagabonds, on, on, on the other hand, I mean, in other words. Hmm? Loiter about like travelers without an objective. It is such people that have time for work other than harikirtan, singing Hari. Very strong words. I mean, <laughs> those who are doing anything else here, yeah, very strong. I mean, let's read that again. On the other hand, a man is a Gnostic disbeliever to the extent that he obstructs Kirtan, as the na uh, as the name has to be taken every moment, even while eating or sleeping, as bhakti renovated by Kirtan is the only dharma of Jiva, as there is no other dharma except this. Where is then the time for getting rid of flood or famine or founding hospitals? Those who are claiming to be positivists are forgetful of the greatest of all facts, viz. death. Those who being fallen like the blind man led by the blind under the spell of the enchantress loiter about like travelers without an objective. It is such people that have time for work other than Harikirtan. Hari. All other efforts with the exception of Harikirtan are the cause of Sansara, the worldly sojourn journey means the journey. The road leading not to the east but in the opposite direction. On the other hand, all-time Harikirtan that means Kirtaniya Sadahari uh, constant Harikirtan is turning away from every other direction to face the east or journey homeward. Why he said east as being the journey homeward? There is a reason. And the reason is in Chaitanya Charitamrita. I think... Um, Chapter twenty, I think text hundred and thirty one around there. Hmm. You see, the following Ihate drishtanta Jayche Daridre Ghare <laughs> Sarvagya Ashi Dukha Dukha de Kipuchai Tare. The following parable may be given. Once a learned astrologer came to the house of a poor man and seeing his distressed condition, questioned him. Sometimes we go to an astrologer or a palmist when we are in distressed condition or when we want to know the future. The living entity in condition life is always distressed by the threefold miseries of material existence. Under the circumstances, he is inquisitive about his position. So anyway, this you can read. So, there was this parable story. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is speaking to Sanatana Goswami this whole thing. So, he came to the house of a poor man astrologer and seeing his distress condition questioned him. The astrologer asked, why are you unhappy? Your father was very wealthy, but you, he did not disclose his wealth to you because he died elsewhere. Just as the words of the astrologer sarvagnya sarvagnya means he, he who is the knower of everything. Just as the words of the astrologer sarvagnya gave news of the poor man's treasure, The Vedic literatures advise one about Krishna consciousness when one is inquisitive to know why he is in a distressed material condition. So the Vedas have such map, a treasure map. So now there has to be a treasure hunt. Now. By the words of the astrologer, the poor man's connection with the treasure was established. Similarly, the Vedic literature advises us that our real connection is with Sri Krishna, the supreme personality of Godhead. Uh, you may go and read this purports as a homework Um, but i'm just going to skim to the next one although being assured of his father's treasure the poor man cannot acquire this treasure by such knowledge alone therefore the astrologer had to inform him of the means whereby he could actually find the treasure To know that Krishna is uh, our real treasure is not enough. How to achieve now Krishna? So, sambandha is one thing. Then abhidheya is the another thing. How to actually revive that relationship with Krishna? <clears throat> now he, this poor man, he came to know of his relationship with the treasure. Where his father's treasure is there? But how to attain it? Where to go? How? Where? Where did he hide it? Don't know. How to actually go? And that is abhidheya is there? he's given the astrologer said the treasure is in this place but if you dig toward the southern side the wasps and drones will rise and you will not get your treasure if you dig on the western side, there is a ghost who will create such a disturbance that your hands will never even, will not even touch the treasure. If you dig on the northern side, there is a big black snake that will devour you if you attempt to dig up the treasure. tate mati alpa khudite dhaner jhari Alpakhudite means, however, if you dig up a small quantity of dirt you know, on the eastern side, your hands will immediately touch the pot of treasure. What is the meaning of all this? So, of course, um, this, this purport is quite long and it explains quite nicely. I'll just um, summarize. Or shall we read this whole thing? Okay, just let's read. The Vedic literatures, including the Puranas, state that according to the position of the conditioned soul, there are different processes. Karmakanda, kanda, the yogic process and the bhakti yoga process. Karmakanda is compared to wasps and drones that will simply bite if one takes shelter of them. kanda, the speculative process, is simply like a ghost who creates mental disturbances. Yoga, the mystic process is compared to a black snake that devours people by the impersonal cultivation of Kaivalya. However, if one takes to Bhakti Yoga, he becomes quickly successful. Alpa khudite. khudite. Even little bit you dig the dirt here, you will find treasure. That means in Bhakti Yoga, we don't don't have to dig very deep. We don't have to like, we don't have to um, uh, put in too much effort. Susukham it is full of happiness even from the beginning and without much endeavor one will have access to the supreme personality of godhead so that is the whole summary of this um, i think the rest of it you there is actually more detailed description of the same four things but you get the idea yeah so you can read that as a very important verse that is uh, 20 dot um, i mean those few verses you see until 135 and even i think maybe after that hmm. yeah until 135 like that so you can go and read that okay so that is what is being referred to here you see actually we wouldn't know unless we have read Proverbs books we wouldn't know what he's actually meaning east what is his east and later on he actually says wasps and um, you know ghost and um, that also he says so anyway um if we did not know this context then we wouldn't know of course the message is there but when we understand what he's talking about but this is the past time this is the teaching that he was referring to chaitanya mahaprabhu's teachings to sanatana Goswami. okay so <clears> on <throat> all, all the efforts with the exception of harikirtana the cause of samsara the worldly samsana, the road leading not to the east but in the opposite direction, on the other hand, all-time Harikirtan, constant hari-kirtan, is turning away from every other direction to face the east or journey homeward. The Gaudiya Mutt is the missionary of this all-time kirtan, constant Kirtan. <coughs> Kirtaniya Sadahari. The Gaudiya Mutt does not ask to destroy all efforts of the world but to deflect their course. We are not asking to destroy everything that we have built. No, deflect the course to Krishna. The Gaudiya Mutt begs every one of us to offer all, um, offer his all to Krishna. The Dhoom Dham or pomp and display of the Gaudiya Mutt is for the sole purpose of making all efforts of the world Krishna para, Having Krishna as their goal. The Dhoom Dham. So we do big, big festivals, big, big projects, you know, you know, Temple projects and everything, dhundham, you know, so much grandeur. That is to engage people in the service of Krishna. Of course, the Lord should be glorified as much as possible. But the Lord actually satisfied with just you know simple glorification, even in one's own heart. But well, why then should we you know conduct such pompous festivals and everything in such grand scale? Uh, that is because when there is that kind of service, then everybody comes forward and everybody can be induced to serve. So, that is the thing that is he saying. It is for the sole purpose. The dhoom dham or pomp and display of the Gaudiya is for the sole purpose of making all efforts of the world Krishna para. Having Krishna as their goal. The offering to Krishna comes first and after the offering has been made, Bhakti begins. The Gaudiya Mat says, make the offering to Krishna first and after that has been done, profess to be a Bhakta, devotee. Then you profess to be a Bhakta. Without that, you're not, not bhakta. The Gauri says, do not imitate the kirtan kari, one who does kirtan. Uh, don't imitate the pure devotee. Uh, Dhang burlesque is the other name of anukaran imitation. Burlesque means a comical imitation, like caricatures, doing caricatures and imitating in an exaggerated way. Dhang burlesque. Is the other name of Anukaran imitation? By arraying oneself in the trappings of dhang or shang, harlequin. Harlequin means I looked up. It was I think dumb. People can be deceived, but no good is done either to oneself or to others. So by imitation or by refraining from you know following, one can do no good by ignoring and by imitation can do no good Harlequin 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 a mute character in traditional pantomime okay yeah typically masked and dressed in a diamond pattern costume okay that means by um Mount of by refraining from any um, emulation uh, of the pure devotee or by burlesque of the pure devotee by imitating the pure devotee both will not give any good result by arraying oneself in the trappings of dhang or shang i don't know what language is this I, i don't even know i'm pronouncing them correctly um People can be deceived, but no good is done either to oneself or to others. It is those who follow the Kirtankari that are really their own benefactors or properly alive to centri- self-interest and also benefactors of others or mindful of others' interests. So the follower, Anusharan, he, he who does Anusharan, uh, he is the proper recipient and he will understand and he will—he is actually concerned for his own well-being and also for others. Uh, they are not blinded by considerations of undue personal advantages, nor do they cheat others and are therefore truly disinterested. What is disinterested? That means they have no other motive. It's not that they are not interested in spreading the holy name. No, 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 That's not the meaning here. Disinterested means they don't have any personal interest in the matter. They have nothing to gain. They have no key, no hetu, no personal motivation. That is the interest or motivation. Motive. What is the motive in doing this? Krishna Bhakti. Unmotivated. What is the intention? What is the interest? What is your interest in this? Nothing. Disinterested. So that is the meaning of this word disinterested. Not that oh, he is truly disinterested. He's completely no interested. No. No motive. It is by Kirtan alone that the claims of self-interest, interests of others and disinterestedness are simultaneously satisfied. One self-interest is Vishnu. Interest of others is also Vishnu. And disinterestedness means there's no there's lack of sense gratification. That means only So that is, all three of them are same now. Self-interest, interest of others and disinterested. But in the material plane, if you see the three words, they are completely different meanings. Self-interest means those who are you know interested in their own advancement at the cost of others and those who have interest of others they try to do some philanthropic activities those who are self-interested they want to be competitive and be the best those who want to do inter- interest of others they try to do some philanthropy and disinterestedness they're just like you know neutral party was just going nine to five nine to five you know like just corporate rat race and you know, just like uh, not even rat race just like g- living dead like zombies basically But in the Krishna Consciousness, self-interest, interests of others, and disinterestedness are simultaneously satisfied. Beautiful. So when we we perform Krishna kirtan and preach Krishna Consciousness, we are becoming purified. The other person is also becoming purified. And we are not having any other motive. We are being purified of all kinds of lusty motives or lusty interests in the matter. And we are just serving Krishna. So all are happening at the same time. Beautiful, right? So, bhog, enjoyment or mukti, freedom from misery in the shape of prevention of famines, etc., is gained by nama aparad, offensively taking to the name. Again, you see, again he is repeating the same thing. Bhog, that means enjoyment and freedom from misery in the shape of prevention of famines, etc., is gained by nama aparad, offensively taking to the name, or by nama bhas, taking the dimly perceived name that by which crores of times greater eternal good is produced whereby the lotus of the eternal well-being of the jiva blossoms forth that sri nama holy name the gaudiya Math endeavors to give away freely they are earnestly trying to give away freely krishna himself this is the mission of gaudiya Mathe, or the gaudiya sampradaya in this world there are many persons who spread unwholesome doctrines after advertising their intention to give good advice, but most men are deceived by the idea that the actually pleasurable experience of the moment is the good. Now he explains more about this. Then we will understand. In Sanatan Shiksha, instruction to Sanatan, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, uh, Sanatan Goswami himself said, keno more jare tapatraye." who am i why do why doth this is old in english why doth the threefold misery afflict me i do not know how good can be the means what is good for me so they're saying in another place that everybody calls us pandit um, but i am such a pandit that i don't know what is good for me what is not good for me who am i why am i suffering the threefold miseries if i don't know who am i and why am i suffering then what good will come out of any endeavor if i am not on this platform of understanding myself and the reason for my miseries <clears throat> in answer to the question how can there be good the message of the good that Gaurasundar the expounder of the Sanatan Dharma traditional religion delivered to us regarding the only means of obtaining that good if it once reached our ears we would not have considered Bhakti denoted by Kirtan as weak and other methods as strong. <clears throat> means if the, the how how um any good can happen to us if we understand the holy name is the only way it is a very simple verse, but we actually don't understand it.
1: it's
0: the only way It's the only way It's the only way there's no other way no other way no other way but still we take to other ways now um so how good can come? When we would not have considered bhakti denoted by kirtan as weak and other methods as strong, the the word well, the words for this is, shraddha sabde kahe is I think no. Shraddha Shabde Hmm, 2262. Shraddha Shabde Vishwasa Kohe Sudridhan is Joy. Krishna Bhakti Koile Sarva Karma Krita Hoy. Shraddha is confident, firm faith that by rendering transcendental loving service to Krishna, one automatically performs all subsidiary activities. Such faith is favorable to the discharge of devotional service. This is the message. This is what will actually bring good. Kami. 20 to 100. Kami, Kena, amai Jarita Patra. Kena, More, or Kena, amai. And do me why do the three-four miseries always give me trouble? If I do not know this, how can I be benefited? Turning our face away from the direction in which the treasure would be easily found, we would not have hurried towards the south for the bite of wasps, towards the west for the terrors of the yaksha, the demon that guards worldly riches, towards the north for offering our lives to the fangs of the black snake. Our home is eastward. We are running with all speed away from the east towards other points of the compass. And when the people of the east call out to us to turn back, deluded by the mirage, we say, we will not listen to you. See what beautiful lakes full of the cleanest water lie yonder before our very eyes. So I hope you understand what he was saying. So this is that reference to that treasure story that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave. So bite of wasps and um, he just quoted that. He did not even explain it, you know, what it means or whatever. But we get the idea. But if you of course know the actual reference, then you will have more context. Now you see, our home is eastward. We are running with all speed away from the east towards other points of the compass. And that's exactly our problem here. We are running every other way in the compass, but not east. And when people of the East call out to us to turn back, deluded by the mirage, we say, we will not listen to you. See what beautiful lakes full of the cleanest water lie yonder. Yonder means there. Lie there before our very eyes. So we are attracted to the so-called you know, pleasures of this world. Don't call me. And see how nice my world is. So this is, they have huge hopes. But actually, they're not looking at a clean water lake. They're looking at a mirage. So they have hopes that, oh, here in front of me is water. I'll, just a little bit forward. And it will never come. <clears throat> talking thus and being degre- um, sorry, talking thus and being by degrees enamored of that which only appears to our senses, we are ever moving away from home towards foreign lands. In those circumstances, the doings of the Gaudiya Math sometimes seem to us and to those who are like-minded with ourselves as being contrary to our ideas. Um, just like we get some flack on the internet for you know producing some content which when we say that you know such and such person is wrong or something this is the proper way then you know it's they they think you know they're against and this is not only for outsiders even devotees have this problem when they're not properly taken to the message of Krishna consciousness, not properly taken to the lifestyle, the culture, the the mood of Krishna consciousness, they find this a bit um, unsettling. You know, those devotees who want to be in their averse to full-time life, now, out of circumstances, one may not immediately be able to join full-time, but one must know that that is where I have to head towards. That is the goal of my life and that is what I should be engaged in as much service as possible. I should not um, have apprehensions about that mode of life. But many devotees do have. They actually respect devotees who have dedicated their lives, but in their own life, they will never have such a plan. And that's why I say. I mean, even in Hindus, that is just like a Hindu. Hindu, when he sees a sadhu, he will touch his feet. Now, when his own son becomes sadhu, he will chastise him like anything. Or oh, rascal, what is this? How come? you could have easily become a good engineer and a good CEO or business magnate or whatever. So, and you should have easily, you know, married a beautiful girl or this and that. <clears throat> that is Hindu. That son, that sadhu whose feet he has touched. That sadhu is somebody's son, right? Why does he respect that sadhu but his own son becomes sadhu, he becomes enemy now. Same thing in our own life even as devotees. We are not serious about committing ourselves fully. And actually this is where it does not automatically come from within. In the beginning Somebody has to push. I myself, I mean, although I was attracted to monk life and everything theoretically, even before Krishna consciousness, I was trying to go to, you know, becoming a Kung Fu monk in China. That was my plan. Wild plan. It's just a, not even a plan, it is a dream. It's just like fantasy, rather. So, when it actually comes to doing it, it's not so easy. Uh, but if there is somebody who, who could nudge us forward, uh, we will do it. Like, so I was already kind of attracted to monk life, detached life, renounced life because of my attachment to Kung Fu or even other ways. But when I read Krishna Consciousness, I mean Prabhupada's books, I was very much attached to this. Krishna Consciousness, full-time life, yeah, that's a perfect life, yes, yes, yes. But will I do it? Well, (laughs) that didn't happen automatically. Prabhu pushed me. Prabhu said... Of course, I took his instruction that that is there. But if we did not give that instruction, I would not have myself gone and taken that uncomfortable step. Because we can, in our minds, we can, you know, have this whole dream utopia that I am actually full-time and I am doing this and that. that. But when I actually have to do it and face the consequences, oh, my family is going to be completely against me. Um, My education up until now is not going to be really... So much useful. And, <coughs> Krishna. and I'm not going to have money. I have no security. I'm surrendering myself here. And if something goes wrong, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to be on the streets. There's no... Every bridge is burnt. I can't go back. What am I going to do? Will I do it? How can I trust? Will this work? So many questions will come, right? This is where when one is sincere, he will be helped. We have to only be sincere. Krishna, I don't know. What if, what if, what if analysis we will do. As if we know everything. Oh, this, we want. You know what we want? We want a perfectly laid out plan. A. If not A, B. If not B, C. So, backup plans. 100 backup plans. So that, okay, everything is set. Okay, now I will step forward. Shraddha sabde Krishna karma... What is that? Krishna karma sarva karma We just have to surrender to Krishna and serve him. Everything else Krishna will take care. What do we know? What if, what if, what if? How are we going to analyze? What data do we have? and even if past data how is it going to apply in our in my my life nothing all this analysis is stupid this is actually not analysis it is paralysis paralysis what happens We can't move so we will never move forward we will just be paralyzed oh shall I do shall I not do shall I? analysis paralysis they call it you are analyzing so much that you are paralyzed you're not taking any action hmm. like there you know the donkey donkey There was um, some grass 100 meters away from him, heap of grass. There was another heap of grass 100 meters on this side. Now, what he did, he was analyzing. Shall I go to this grass or this grass? Maybe once I reach that grass, maybe there is more greener patches on that side. Or maybe it could have been this side, then I have to come back all the way. So which way? Which way? Which way? Maybe that side, you know, there are some, you know, other donkeys who can help me. Maybe I can find some friends, or maybe this side there may be donkeys or another. So in this way, he was analyzing and analyzing and became paralyzed. He never moved this way or that way, and it died out of hunger. It's just a, hmm, I mean, parable. But you get the point. It is called analysis paralysis. Just finding out oh, which, one, which one? Which one? Just do it. Do it. Hmm. And Krishna will guide. So that's the thing. So, if we are sincere, then we will be able to surrender. Then we will be able. To. So we have to be. We cannot this this uh, thinking of a devotee where he or she is not he. he they respect pure um, um, full-time devotees, but they themselves don't want to be. That is a very dangerous mentality. That is cheating yourself. That is called cheating yourself. Because then Krishna sees your intentions and he will provide accordingly. That I will never become full-time. Because my thinking is not to join full-time. So I must always think how to fully engage myself, fully engage myself. Then Krishna will make arrangement. If we don't want that, In in, superficially, I may make a show of wanting it, but actually, internally, I don't want it at all. Then Krishna knows where my sincerity is, how much am I sincere. Krishna will give that much. In those circumstances, Okay. Talking thus and being de- degrees enamored of that which only appears to our senses, we are ever moving away from home towards foreign lands. In those circumstances, the doings of the Math sometimes seem to us and to those who are like-minded with ourselves as being contrary to our ideas. This is likely and need not cause any surprise. But all this notwithstanding, the Gaudiumat bearing its message with its bright flag flying Emblazoning on it the words that attract our ears and eyes is ever saying nehayat karma yana viragaya kalpate na tirthapada sevayai jivan hi saha evam niranam kriya yoga sarve um, sarve samskriti hetavah ta evātma vinashaya kalpante kalpitaḥ pare Yadatra Kriyate Karma Bhagavan hmm, Bhagavat Paritoshanam Jnanam Yatad Jnanam Yatadhinam He Bhakti Yoga samanvittam. This script of Sanskrit is uh, not very clear sometimes. Anyway, these are actually from where? Um, first one is 32356 nehayat karmaya nehayat karma dharmaya na viragaya kalpate ratirthapada sevayai jivan nabimrito hi sah anyone whose work is not meant to elevate him to religious life anyone whose religious ritualistic performances do not raise him to renunciation and anyone situated in renunciation that does not lead him to devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead must be considered dead although he is breathing. And the next two verses are 1, 5, 34 and 35. Evam sarve ta kalpante Thus, when all a man's activities are dedicated to the service of the Lord, those very activities which caused his perpetual bondage become the destroyer of the tree of work. The next one. Whatever work is done here in this life for the satisfaction of the mission of the Lord is called bhakti yoga or transcendental loving service to the Lord. And what is called knowledge becomes a concomitant factor. So these three verses were quoted here yeah. the work that is not done for the sake of dharma the dharma that is not performed for the purpose of viraga renunciation the vairagya renunciation that is not practiced for the service of vishnu such work dharma or vairagya whosoever practices is dead in life the naimitic or conditional kamna karmas fruitive works are the cause of samsara bandhan the bondage of the world or yoni brahmana or traveling to different wombs, the means taking birth and dying again and again. But those very works, if they are done for Godhead, have the power to destroy ungodliness. The Gyanam, divine knowledge associated with bhakti, devotion denoted by shravan, kirtan, etc., listening to, singing, etc., is assuredly the unswerving fruit of work that are performed in this world for pleasing God. It is this that is the subject of the propaganda of, Shri, of the Sri Gaudiya Mutt. The Sri Gaudiya Mutt, by its practice, proclaims that without the gratification of the senses of Godhead, by the gratification of the senses of the Jiva, no real good can accrue either to oneself or to others. By invocation of Mukti, annihilation, and deprecation of the pleasures of the senses of the Jiva, God is not served. There are many hypocrite sects who counterfeit Bhakti bhakti, devotion, by assuming the paraphernalia of the false devotee but are not aware that bhakti is an impulse of the soul. Um, They assume the paraphernalia of it. They may wear the dress of a devotee and externally they may show as a devotee but actual devotion is the impulse of the soul. What is my impulse? Am I actually feeling devotion? Am I actually wanting to do this for Krishna? So that or I'm just doing it to show off to others, or to show to others that I'm a devotee. That is to be questioned by everyone. Of these, some of the of these some for the pur- purpose of filling their bellies, some for fame, and some again imitating some other purpose serve to delude the people. The Mat says, "In the name." of dharma it is not proper to practice trade not using hari to serve our own pleasures our duty is only to serve Sri hari so trade means i'm businessman like pralad Maharaj says i want i don't want to be a businessman with you narasimhadev i don't want anything when narasimhadev said please ask me a benediction he said i'm not a trader i don't want anything in return for my devotion The Math says that imitating the devotee of Hari or putting on the dress of Narada as in a theatrical performance is far from walking after the devotee of Hari or following Narada. Following in the footsteps of Hari or following Narada. The delightful tune, time, cadence alone do not constitute the Hari Kirtan of the Gaudiamat. Very powerful. The delightful tune, time and cadence alone do not constitute the Hari Kirtan of the Gaudiamat. The tempo, the tune, the timing—that is alone is not kirtan. Do not constitute the harlot. Those are found even in the performances of the gramophone or, or of harlots. Harlots. The uh, what are harlots? I heard the word, but I prostitute. Yes. it means prostitutes also can dance and sing and uh, even theatrical, uh, gramophone gramophone uh, like a tape recorder or CD uh, this this can also do nice tune and time and cadence but that does not have any devotion prostitute does not have any devotion Chetanatha consciousness is necessary the fiery life is necessary simultaneous practice and preaching is necessary so we have to be involved um Krishna is saying um, apply your mind and intelligence to me invest your mind and intelligence in me so while doing our service our, we have to be involved with mind, body and soul involved mindful service, soulful service that's what we need to do. Chetanatha, consciousness is necessary. The theory life is necessary. Simultaneous practice and preaching is necessary. The Gaudiumat says that he who does not possess a pure character is not fit even to be styled man, not to speak of being regarded as religious. It means he cannot even be called a man if he does not possess a pure character. The Gaudimat keeps at a distance from the five Kali Sthanas, Kalistanas. Nowadays there is some khalistan movement going on. <clears throat> sounds similar to Kalistan. <laughs> Kali means quarrel, strife. And the place of Kali. Of course, Kali means empty. Sthan means land, empty land. Khalistan but it sounds very much like Kalistan. So, it's a place of quarrel. Actually, that's what they're doing. They're doing some uprising quarrel here and <laughs> demonstrations and all that. Actually, this whole world is uh, Kalisthan because it's a Kaliuga. Whole, every place is Kalisthan. Fighting. <clears throat> the Gaudiya Mat keeps at a distance from the five Kalisthanas, a board of quarrel. What are they? The Kalisthanas, according to the text of Bhagavat, are the following. Now, these are actually four um, principles, four um, regulative principles. No meat-eating, no intoxication, no gambling, no uh, illicit sex. And fifth one is uh, money or gold. Now, but the way he explains is more than just these four, these words, you see. Number one, dissipating games such as cards, dice, etc. Trade or the profession of a trader in the name of dharma. In the name of dharma, doing trade. That is also gambling. and actual gambling now two indulgence in luxury such as beetle tobacco wines etc intoxication three improper association with women or unusual addiction to one's own wife now you may say so oh sex outside marriage no even within marriage if one is addicted to wife then that is also illicit sex i mean sex should only be for children Begetting children and that to take responsibility to raise them as Krishna conscious uh, children. <clears throat> then four, animal slaughter, which is meat eating. Not to proclaim the truth to people but to deceive them by untruth. So this is himsa. Himsa. So himsa is of course killing animals. That is one thing. But also himsa is not to preach. That is also himsa. And Not to preach Harikatha, the word of God to jiva. In lieu of Harikatha to give other kinds of advice. Hmm? or How to become uh, rich. Now that, uh, what is that? In Eskall, what is that? Uh, Vivek Bindra. He is giving um, Bhagavad Gita. What business tips from Bhagavad Gita? Nonsense. Nonsense. Rascal Yeah, he has many, many views. What does he use? That is useless. <clears throat> In lieu of Harikatha, to give other kinds of advice. Hmm. So all that comes under the four regulative principles: of Himsa, the animal slaughter. I mean, I mean, see how many different ways he's explaining the four sinful activities. And five, by cheating people or by accepting money that is earned by their labor from people in general to apply such wealth to the maintenance of wife and children or increasing the scope of one's own enjoyments not to employ everything the body mind and speech of the jiva life wealth and intellect in the service of shri vishnu who is the proprietor of all things and the supreme lord of all wealth basically pure devotee you must be <laughs> so otherwise we're not associating with them so that is the government i mean that's how he is <laughs> okay halistan means the land of khalsa okay okay all right so but <laughs> sounds very similar to Khalistan yeah. okay so the shastra says of all things the human body is the dearest to god the human body is the giver of the paramartha the highest good And is very difficult to obtain and therefore while this body lasts without being immersed in any other thing, not deceiving ourselves by thinking that any other method except sorrow, stupor, fear-killing bhakti is productive of good, it is our duty unceasingly to practice devotion. What is stupor? Stupor. A state of
1: stupor,
0: stupor, a state of near unconsciousness or insensibility. Okay, delusive. So, uh, method of uh, method accept sorrow, stupor, fear, killing bhakti, <coughs> bhakti which kills sorrow, stupor, and fear. If uh, So that means, not deceiving ourselves by thinking that any other method except the bhakti is productive of good, it is our duty to unceasingly practice devotion. Other forms of devotion to God are weak. The devotion denoted by kirtan is strong. Once the protection of the strong bhakti is secured, it gives to Jivas the highest good with little effort on their part. Therefore, by preaching Kirtan at all times to induce by right of the highest kinship, hmm. the whole of the Jiva to turn homeward is true universal love, true help to of others, true kindness and the true duty of life. So we should consider everybody our kin, uh, our family. It's not just considered, they are our family because God is our father, Krishna is our father. So, therefore, by preaching Kirtan at all times to induce by right of the highest kinship is the highest kinship. Hmm. The whole of the jiva means every, all jivas to turn homeward, means towards kingdom of God, is true universal love, true help of others, true kindness and the true duty of life. The Gaudi embracing all without exception, the inhabitants of the universe, in sadness, calling upon all to turn their face towards God, to be preachers of this bhakti denoted by Kirtan says, Hey Sadhava, Vihaya Durat, Chaitanya Chandra Charane Yea, the righteous, bidding goodbye to everything from a distance, offer the devotion of your hearts to the feet of Chaitanya Chandra. So that is the end of this article. So that is the mission of Gaudiya Mat, and that is the mission of gaudiya Sam Vaishnav Sampradaya. That is the mission of our game so we we should understand, if you are an ISKM, we should understand what we should stand for. If we don't even know our stand and if we're not aligned with it, the movement is only as strong as its people. Ultimately, it's the personal aspect that um, is important. It's like ISKCON. is powerful as long as the the um, instructions of Prabhupada were, um, are carried out. If they are not, then it will dwindle. So the institution may remain, but the life is sucked out now. So the life is the order of the spiritual master. And that should be adhered to at all times, at all costs. So this is as much of a lesson to myself as to anybody else. Just to bring back things into perspective on what we stand for, what we are actually surrendering to and what is what should be our mode of thinking and conduct all right so i'll stop it here uh, any questions or comments
1: <clears throat> oh lazy are you also going okay not for
0: me oh somehow the computer did not uh, give much trouble Sorry, I know you covered this, but what about Sri Sampradaya which has moksha in regards to an eternal body in Vaikuntha? Yeah, moksha is a subset. I mean, moksha is already gotten when one gets bhakti. Moksha is just nothing. Eternal service in Vaikuntha. Religious transplantations always pervert the original tradition that is proselytizing. This is the case with Shia Islam and Abhira's Abheer, Shavopasanam Christianity and Yahudi Jati Aniscon and Sanatan Dharma. So I know you have, I think about this to me on a call as well see tra- religious transplantations always pervert the original tradition now this is a very very skewed perspective the, prob- the the point is we have to understand things from the constitutional perspective you are seeing it from a very relativistic per- perspective relative perspective constitutionally, we are servants of Krishna. Everybody in this material world is more or less uh, a non-devotee. Right? So Krishna comes and establishes dharma of the spiritual world within this material world. So is that not a transplantation, also? So don't think of it as Indian religion transplanting it to you know US or you no, know, it cannot be fully you know properly done and all that. That is the wrong idea of doing it. So in the beginning yeah transition phase is always a little bit jittery when it is more established then you can see the full uh <clears throat> now you see india bharat it's becoming more and more westernized you see um, almost completely gone the, the traces of religion so western culture was successfully transplanted into india so why can't our culture be transplanted in elsewhere so and it is not indian it is a spiritual culture from the spiritual world And in this material world, everybody is against Krishna. So we have to bring that spiritual world consciousness into this material world. It's a transplanting. But actually, that is our original constitutional position. Otherwise, there is no hope. Hmm. So don't look at it from a wrong lens. That's why you have to read our books. Our books. Prabhupada's books. You are reading everything on the internet. That's why you are confused. You are seeing it from a very skewed perspective because they see from a skewed perspective and they you know, <clears throat> the the co- corruption in ISCON is not because it was transplanted. When well, had also had that corruption then, it was not transplanted elsewhere. It was all in India. But, so it is the nature of the conditioned souls to again distort the message. That is the nature. Why did Krishna say that Sakaleneha yoga Nashta Parantapa? So it will, it will dwindle. So again and again it has to be revived. Either Krishna comes or he sends his messengers or he sends his sincere devotees who serve the Acharya. In this way he keeps the parampara going and the message alive so that whoever is sincere can come. And one can absolutely, I mean you see Himanita Prabhu, he is preaching in China. His son is born in China. China is what kind of country. I mean, and even there, he is fully practicing Bhakti Yoga. It can be done anywhere. The sincerity that matters. Otherwise, even in India, you cannot do it. Honestly, okay, India also is going to do it. So many Indians are failing. The vast majority of Indians are failing. Hmm. I'm talking about hridayananda Krishna West. Yeah, well, that is his nonsense but if somebody is properly following he can follow even though the western body it doesn't matter That in India also there is so many concoctions right it's not just uh, um, exclusive to western world uh, and on, on the other hand they say they're also saying beef ban at the same time exporting yeah it's a hypocrisy Vaikuntha Kids is the name, I think. But Prabhu, isn't, the ho- isn't in homeschooling the kid is alone? Should even homeschooling should be done with many kids? Well, <clears throat> Nimanita's son is alone. But if there are a community of devotees, you can have more children you know, over time. You know? Don't um, think always small. Pioneers, yes, pioneers. Are everything is alone, but one has to be determined. and Then he can make others also devotees. If he can't make, you know, he can't, if he if he's not determined, then he cannot make others devotees. Oh, what if my child will grow alone? Why he should grow alone? Why can't you make other people devotees? And their their children also can be, you know, eventually, you know, associating, and then he can have all kinds of association with other children. You should think on those lines. Oh, there's nobody let me also join the flock of the materialists pioneering spirit means i have to think of okay and there's nothing then i will set it up so that is the mood one must come from save soul hashtag save soul not save soil save soil will automatically happen if you save soul (laughs) I had realization yesterday that it isn't how hard you work in devotion service it is how consistently you do the service yes hard work maybe for a one 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 off show Consistency is the key. Of course, sometimes you have to do some hard work. It's not a no hard work. Sometimes, when there are festivals and all that, there are extra effort. But consistency is the key. The baseline sadhana should be consistent. Alright, thank you very much. Srila Siddhan Saraswati Thakur ki jai. Gaudiya Vaishnava Sampradaya ki jai. You didn't answer my questions, sir. Every time you are like this. I don't care. I answered everything all day. Some first and some questions. Please, don't always craving for attention. But just, I try to understand the class now. Please. I'm just going to end the broadcast. here. So. Hare Krishna.